G'day, I'm Evan, and I'm just jumping in here to tell you about our show, Gamey Gamey Game, new to the Pickaxe Network. It's a comedy panel show about the latest in games. Xbox Australia has partnered with Lynx Deodorant to transform the feeling of levelling up into a fragrance. Oh, that is a weird way to tell people to shower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Featuring some of Australia's funniest comedians. Have you ever wanted to dive into the world of competitive farming? Press O for magic parkour. <laughs> I hate this game. I asked Evan why he made me play this, and he replied with, sometimes bad things happen to good people. <laughs> we've, got, we've gotten off topic. No, we haven't. Disagree. <laughs> Look up Gamey Gamey Game on your podcast app, or you can even watch the show on YouTube and Twitch. Is this maybe the worst episode of Gamey Gamey Game? <laughs> really? No, there's been In worse. All of its there's definitely been worse. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the Oxventure podcast. It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast that is also a critical hit to your brain. I'm Andy, one of your hosts, and I play Corazon de Baena, the human pirate rogue. Hello, I'm Mike. I play Egbert, the dragonborn paladin. Hello. Welcome to the podcast, Mike. Jane is away this week, so she I am is. filling in as host, so it's my podcast mm. now. I can talk about whatever niche interests You're moving I all have. the furniture around, you're yeah. making it your own. That's all it. That I spilled coffee on the carpet and haven't even cleaned it up yet. Oh my gosh, she's going to be furious when she gets back. <laughs> so Mike, how have you been since the last time you were on this podcast? Gosh, uh, I can't even remember the last time. who only yeah. engage with this podcast and they don't know anything else outside of it. So ex- explain uh, yourself, account for your time. Oh gosh, uh, well, we've been extremely busy doing all sorts of stuff. Uh, I suppose the big project recently, which is inching closer to fruition, is the is the Deadland stuff, which obviously you've been working very hard on. Yes. And um, yeah, I'm super excited. We're going to be filming some more of that this week. So mm-hmm. getting getting back into that sort of cowboy mindset. And How are um, you enjoying Deadlands? I'm loving it. To D&D. I'm loving it. Um, it's, it, the mechanics are a little, you know, trickier to get to get sort of hold off to start with, because I guess I'm not used to them. But um, yeah, I love I love the theming. I love the setting, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's just been going really well. You've been doing a really good job as well. So um, oh, thanks. It's uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing some more. Can you tell us anything about your character? Any sneak peeks of who you'll mm. be playing? Uh, okay. Well, um, what I would say about my character is he's very different from uh from Egbert and from Barnaby I think probably um and he's also very different from me I think my my personality and my nature uh are sort of pretty much the polar opposite of this guy's and that's that's why I wanted to play with I wanted to to really challenge myself and role play a character that was very far removed from my natural instinct in any scenario because I think particularly with your first role-playing character, and I think this applies to Egbert, um, you know, he's a bit of a caricature of myself, but he's, you know, there's, there's a sort of connection between what he would do in any given situation and what, what I would do in any given situation. Um, whereas what I'm trying to do with Deadlands is have a character where there is no real connection and he behaves in a way that, that is completely <laughs> counter to the way I would naturally and comfortably behave. Cool. So yeah, Deadlands coming your way extremely soon. Uh, mm. Keep an eye on youtube.com forward slash Oxventure for that. Um, yeah, anything else you've you've been up to recently? Um, mainly going outside and touching grass, to be honest. I was, I was trying to think of media I've consumed and things I've done, but actually mainly it's been going outside and soaking up some, some vitamin D, basically. What's out there? Um, uh, monsters, oh, uh, wolves, 
uh, all sorts. Um, no, it's great. It's it's been lovely so far. We've had some good weather in the UK, so um, I've been enjoying that quite a lot. Nice. Um, I have not done anything. <laughs> I was back in my hometown of Cambridge recently. Nice. The uh, mean streets. Yeah, the mean streets. Um, it's very it's it's very nice in the summer. Um, you've been punting, right? Yes. Yeah. I, well, yeah. To, uh, in Cambridge, I when I was punting, you had to do all the punting because I had turned my ankle. And it was giant and purple. Do you remember that? Yeah, but you don't. I mean, the ankle isn't involved in punting. It's all arms. Well, but you you need you need to have your balance, don't you? You just you could sit down. No, but that's that's the surrender, isn't it? That's the coward's way out. Um, I think more of a surrender and a coward's way out is sitting (laughs) there and not doing any punting. Well, Andy does all the punting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But I think if people don't know, is it's (laughs) sort of like you know, like a Venetian gondola. Mm. So it's like a flat-bottomed sort of long boat that people sit in and you have a pole and you sort of push yourself along the river and then you steer with the pole. It's very popular in Cambridge and Oxford um, here in the UK and you punt along the sort of the backs of the colleges, so it's quite pretty. Mm. Yes, I've punted in Oxford but not in Cambridge. Yeah, if you grow up in Cambridge, a sort of fun game to play when you're a teenager and you're bored is to sort of stand on one of the bridges and drop things into the punts as they go under or try and steal people's poles and run off with them. <laughs> you tearaways. Not that I ever did that. I just, I knew some, I knew some boys who did. You, sim- you simply bad, watched some bigger boys. Bigger boys did it and ran off. Yeah. Is there, is and they a- left me with the pole. That's why I'm holding it. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> officer. Um, yeah. So it, there's difference in techniques though, right? Between Oxford and Cambridge? Is there, is I wouldn't call right? it a difference in technique. I call it doing it right and doing it wrong. Oh, okay. So this is how it is. All right, go on. Then. Yeah. So what's the right way? What's the correct way? Well, the, the correct way, way. Okay, so these boats have a sort of uh, f- like long flat backboard that you're supposed to stand on. Yes. And that gives you a sort of elevated position and lets you kind of see further along the river. See if and- anyone's fallen out. Yeah, it gives you more of a sort of um, uh, more distance to push with. Whereas mm. in Oxford, they stand in the the other side of the boat, inside the boat. Right. So you tell me, you tell me which is incorrect. Well, let me tell you, Andy. As a, speaking as a racing driver, um, right. I think we can all agree as racing drivers that rear wheel drive is the best way to lay out your um racing car and so i can only assume that it's the same with the boat and that rear i mean they're still rear boat drive is the way to do it so they're not not punting from the front they're stand they the boat is facing the other direction but they just stood it so they're stood in the back of the boat oh that's even more confusing at the front and then they're pushing the boat along like that they're they're driving in reverse are they yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> that's bizarre. All right, yeah. yeah, all right. I agree. Cambridge is is correct. Oxford, you're all wrong. I tell you it's what, though, the, <laughs> the riverbed gets pretty gets pretty soft. And if you want to, if you, you ever find yourself in Cambridge, mm. you know, set up on the banks of the river near one of those these soft parts of the riverbank. Yeah, and a lot of people they stick the pole really really deep in, and then they can't pull it out, and the boat yep. just keeps going because they've given it a push. And, and they end up the, clinging to the pole standing Well, you get upright. the moment of indecision. <laughs> they're either like, do I abandon the pole or do I try and cling onto the pole? And if they try and cling onto the pole, sometimes they're just sort of left clinging to the pole, <laughs> standing straight upright in the river. It's great. It's a brilliant summer activity that I would recommend to anyone. <laughs> yeah, I did have a few moments when I was punting where like, the, you get a bit of resistance as you're trying to bring the pole. Because you're not supposed to jam it in the riverbed. You're just supposed to drop it, aren't you? And then use it to... Drop it and just give it... You, I mean, when you give it a push, it will... Yeah, it will a sink bit. a bit deeper in, but you've got to make sure you don't do that, you know, beyond the limits of what what you can pull out. But it's a, it's quite a sort of idiosyncratic thing to like these particular towns. So, like, yes. was there did did your hometown have a particular sport that everyone did? It was probably 
You grew up in the north, right? So it's probably like cheese rolling or something, wasn't it? Uh, there wasn't even anything like that. It's uh, where I grew up is a place called Wakefield, and I, I think the only the only outdoor activity was like me and my mates drinking like cider in a pub car park, basically. So um, that was about was that it. Com- really. Competitive in any? Regard, I mean, it got or? competitive at times. Yeah, I see. I see. Um, not not it didn't usually end well when it got competitive but um yeah i don't know there's any the, the thing that's famous about my hometown is it's part of the rhubarb triangle right which Excuse is me? Just, uh, <laughs> is, is that where like boats go missing <laughs> yeah it's where it's where vegetables go missing right. uh it's a nine square mile area of west yorkshire england between wakefield morley and rothwell famous for producing uh early forced rhubarb i don't know what makes a forced, rhubarb forced forced rhubarb <laughs> Were you forced to eat rhubarb? Um, yeah, I guess so. There's a rhubarb sculpture sculpture in Wakefield. Uh, How, it's terrifying. Like, is uh, rhubarb like a thing outside, like a popular thing? Because I don't know if I've ever seen rhubarb in like America, for example. Do they give it another name? Maybe. Or- uh, if you're outside of the UK, listeners, let us know if rhubarb is a thing. It's also called pie plant. Pie plant. Well, you make pies out of it, don't you? Rhubarb pie. Because of its common use in making pies. So there you yeah. go. Pie plant is rhubarb. I think rhubarb. Well, I'd be is interested to know name. how widespread rhubarb is, because well, it's a bit. It's a bit weird. Well, there you go. There's that, and then nearby in Pontefract, there's a Haribo factory, which is always worth a visit. Um, there you go. So, so there you go. Those are the two exciting things about where I grew up. It wasn't mm. all um, glorious long summers punting along the along the river. Unfortunately, unfortunately, there's a canal. Yeah. There's a canal. There's the Calder Hebel navigation. Probably could have punted along that if you had a punt. If, if you really tried, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, another outdoor activity that people take part in in today's episode of the Oxventure is uh, cults, starting <laughs> them, being in them, the you being thereof. Yeah, you do a lot of that outside, don't you? I guess um, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So today we're talking about the episode Squid Pro Quo, which is our most recent live show from MCM Comic Con. Mm. Uh, here in London, what are your your memories of of this? I'll be honest, Andy. Mike? I I try not to think about it too hard because it makes me sad. <laughs> oh, all the stuff that happened. Yeah, all the stuff that happened. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, yeah, but let's just say mistakes were made. Mm. Mul- multiple well, mistakes. By mm, yes, I guess you could <laughs> call them mistakes. Um, how do you find these MCM shows? What are the, what's the experience like for you? Uh, well, you know not to pull back the curtain and, and ruin the mystique, but it can be quite hard, particularly when you're sitting on the end, to actually hear what's going on. Mm. Um, so I I love I love the instant response of the crowd. Like there's something great about saying something funny and people laughing. Um, and so I love that bit and I love I love performing in front of a live audience. Um, but like I find it challenging in in like just from a technical level. But um but I think the I think the you know the performing live thing kind of offsets the the sort of technical technical challenges of it um it wasn't as bad i think pax was the one recently where i i had the most trouble hearing what was going on but um yeah we were saying that on the on the last episode was that a like it was hard to hear what was going on just anyway because of the stage setup but b everyone was wearing masks so you couldn't lip sync uh lip yeah. read people yeah i do rely on lip reading quite a lot um mm. i'm sure there is a, like an audio i feels like not beyond the wit of humans to to come up with an audio solution that works but whatever it is we don't have it um when we're there but um yeah but you know other than that it's um it's brilliant i mean you know the the some of my favorite oxventures have been like performed in front of a live audience and so um 
and it's always it's always great to to see everyone out in the audience you know in cosplay and t-shirts and you know merch and bits like that it's like yeah. it just feels like a really nice sort of coming together of people who are into the same thing and yeah it's a nice chance for us to go down and check out mcm comic-con which is always a fun time um yes. i picked up a dm screen for deadlands uh from one of the vendors there which is really really nice yeah picking um, it up is literally picking it up is a challenge because it's so heavy <laughs> yeah that's right it's made of solid solid wood it's got it's a, like a, a raven uh, or, or a crow i'm not entirely sure i think it's a raven it's got that um, heirloom quality andy you'll be passing yeah. it down to your ancestors it's, it's a beautiful piece of work but yeah it's it's good for for all that kind of stuff i know ellen uh likes to pick up dice as well as our, our producer zach um picked mm. up some, not this time but the last time picked up some amazing um like prismatic glass dice uh at mcm comic-con so, I mean, that's the sort of the main activity for me there is spending too much on tabletop supplies. <laughs> um, it's a the, good time. It, it, we just, as we're recording this, uh, it's just been confirmed that uh, Critical Role are going to be at the next MCM as well. So I assume we're going to have to have a, like a shirtless knife fight with them or something. Is that how it works? Uh, for for I mean, D&D I, supremacy. <laughs> that's not how I imagined a collaboration with Critical Role going. <laughs> but to be honest, I think it would probably perform quite well as a video. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I'm imagining that scene from like, was it Anchorman or Anchorman Two, where they just have a big fight? Oh, Anchorman, where they yeah, they all have a all the big, news anchors have a yeah, big yeah. yeah. I'm well, there'll be, yeah, there'll be all sorts of like D and D groups at um at MCM. So maybe <laughs> yeah. we should just settle this once and for all. D and D battle royale. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's it's super exciting that they're coming to the UK and they're doing a live show uh, ahead of I think ahead of MCM at Wembley, and then they'll be around at MCM for sort of signings and bits and bobs. Yeah. And it would have been really cool to catch up with them, but now you have threatened to knife fight them. So yeah, I think, well, yeah, I think that's probably... probably sunk that whole thing before it even got <laughs> they started. They probably won't be keen, will they? Yeah. yeah, unless they're super into knife fighting. Well, maybe. You know, I like... mean, they look like they could handle themselves. You know how, like, uh, like multi-millionaires, like uh, or billionaires, like Musk and Zuckerberg, want to have fights to to sort of yeah. prove themselves. Maybe what? What, once you get to the heady heights of the top top tier D and D content creation, you just want to prove yourself in physical combat. I thought you were going to say, you know, how multimillionaires like Gabe Newell have massive knife collections. Yeah, well, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and a yacht. Stuff. He's, he's got like Klingon batleths and like the glaive from Kroll and all this stuff, you know, fancy yeah. knives. So it's maybe it's not beyond the realms of possibility. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's crack on with the episode Squid Pro Quo, which was recorded recently at MCM Comic-Con. Um, we will be back after the episode to chat a bit about all the various events that took place. So we will see you on the other side. MCM friends, please welcome to the stage the Oxventurers Guild! Hello, everyone. Oh, we're going to music again. No, we're not. Ah. Oh. Uh, I am Corazon de Bena, the human pirate rogue, and to put it into sort of comic terms for a Comic-Con crowd, like kind of as strong as Superman, cool as Batman, sticky as Spider-Man, <laughs> you know, all the good ones. Uh, I'm Egbert, the Dragonborn Paladin, and I'm a bit like the Incredible Hulk, only not incredible 
nor particularly hulking, and quite even-tempered as well, actually. Not uh, even green, now no. it comes to it. If anyone's Yellow's close to green. Yeah, I'm good. a bit like the... Uh, I'm a green goblin, basically. Aww. So, yeah. Aww. And I had a thing with Mysterio. Nice. Oh my god, you did that thing. Um, I'm sort of like a poison ivy, but more war crimes? Fair. All right, Just I'm regular crimes. Prudence, the tiefling warlock. Aspirationally, Thanos. <laughs> Re- realistically, more of a Scarlet Witch. Okay. A Scarlet something. A Scarlet Witch. See Warlock. that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm literally everyone else in the world, which. Um... Woo! Oh, dramatic. Like that's right. Uh, which, <laughs> but kind of emotionally, I'm just every goon Batman's ever beaten up. Oh. <laughs> Uh, we are Oxventure. If you're checking out this panel because you saw the D&D movie and you're wondering what D&D is, it's exactly this. <laughs> we consulted with them very closely on the script. Um, right, well, we should probably get into a little Oxventure, shouldn't we? Yeah. Um, this particular one begins, as all good adventures do, in a tavern. You're all enjoying a nice, nice drink. Okay. Do I roll for how nice my drink is? Yes, please. Nine. Okay, it's like, it's some pretty... It's pretty, it's like, it's pretty watered down ale. Ugh. It's not great. Okay, fine. It's warm. I drink it anyway, obviously. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Is there anything interesting about this tavern? Are there any sort of people with big question marks over their heads or sort of glowing, letting off a light or anything? There's sort of a man in the corner who keeps just like, just doing that like a weird idle animation, but he's missing his mouth quite a lot. Okay, cool. Bizarrely, the staff keep topping him up, so <laughs> a, co- a full quarter of this pub is flooded because this man just... <laughs> Well, gang, what a time it is for us to enjoy an ale. Yes. So we rarely do get to enough. do it. We don't do this enough, do we? We don't just, like, hang out yeah. and have a drink. Let's How is everyone? Let's check in. Yeah. Spend time with each other's personalities. <laughs> Our enjoyable personalities. How yeah. are you, Dob? How yeah, really Dob, is that no, but really, how are you? The fact that you brought it up makes it seem like maybe there's something you want to talk about. Thank you for checking in. Um, well, I've been better. I've been oh. worse. I've been up. I've been down. There's a knock at the door of the tavern. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank goodness. There's a very insistent knock, actually. It's kind of, you know how, like, when a noise happens and you're like, that noise is bigger than the, the object it should have been made on. There's a real, like, <laughs> I go on and, the tavern wall. I go and answer it to avoid an awkward conversation about feelings. Yeah. I also do that, and we both sort of fumble with the door trying to get it open rather than talk to Dob about his feelings. I take okay. Dob by the face. No, really, Dob. How are you? <laughs> um, I would like for Corazon and Egbert to both make me dexterity saving throws, please. Uh-oh. Uh, that's a seven. Okay. A 22. You succeeded by two. Um, oh, damn. Oh. Corazon sort of nimbly jumps back as Egbert opens the door and then kind of like he's opened a portal into like a train track. Just this enormous tentacle goes... Boom! Like into the room and slams him against the other the other side, uh, against the far wall, basically. Ouch! Uh, so that will be yeah, sure. Twelve points of uh, bludgeoning Whoa. damage, please. Hey I rolled God. a d12. What are you going to do? Instantly, a, a real horrible green, sickly miasma starts to spread out across the room. It's Sorry. Kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> it's always like this when he's nervous. This happens when I talk about feelings. <laughs> You can have inspiration for that because it's, you know what, you shared. And that's the important thing, <laughs> Well, you tried to share. Anyway, um, the room just sort of smells, it smells of uh, brimstone and uh, just dank. And um, I mean, to be honest, you've seen this, particu- this particular tentacle often enough. You're starting to recognize the pattern pretty well. 
Um, especially when peeling Egbert off the wall, the tentacle kind of pulls back a bit, swings up in front of your table, and somehow with like all of the rows of suckers, manages to like cross two of them, like oh. as if like, uh-oh, looking just kind of sort of stern, judgmental, borderline parental, I would say, Prudence. Oh. Hi, hi. I mean, oh, hail, mighty Cthulhu. That's better. <laughs> yeah. Greetings, Prudence. I've been meaning to call. Um, no kidding. <laughs> been very busy. I'm sure you know. You're very busy. I'm very disappointed. Oh, boy. Listen, firstly, do you remember a little while ago when you were just hanging around with a bunch of holy paladins? Yes. And I had to pull you out of there because absolutely not. Too holy. <laughs> the wrong crowd, I think you said. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And then you nearly get yourself killed in a climactic battle on behalf of paladins. Absolutely not. No. I, I might have been okay. Maybe. And you know what? I would have been fine to leave it there, but then you missed bring your daughter to blah, blah, day. <laughs> <laughs> Explain yourself, Prudence. I was... Has it been a year already? What were we doing on Bring Your Daughter to Blah Day? I don't recall, actually, but um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, mighty Cthulhu. I have begun to doubt your faith in me, Prudence. No! Worse, no. I fear your friends are beginning to lead you astray. Look how wholesome. No, if anything, I'm leading them astray. Look at the astray. apple cheeks on this one. No, I'm working really hard on them. I will turn them. Look at the greasy sheen on this one. No, he's nearly, he's nearly there. He's nearly evil. Nonsense, he's going to snap Prudence. one of I these days. Some, I do some drugs off the blade of a knife. There we go. I got him. I got him. We'll get demonetized. <laughs> oh, and now they're doing owl pellets? <laughs> Honestly, this is too much. Maybe I have been remiss in my warlock duties to my patron. Oh, well, well, we have to quickly do something evil and sinister to save face for prudence. Quick, yeah. go. Uh, they can't do it. Here it comes. What have I done? Any minute now. See, I told I'm you. Stuck in neutral mode. Uh, <laughs> I told you there's too much good in them. Quick, Marilyn, hit me hard across the good face. Neither good nor bad. A perfect balance. Oh, all right, I'll do. You what? I punched up. All right, Sorry. roll it. <laughs> On the arm. I think that I'm being mean, but it just like comes across as a buddy. <laughs> roll it. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. What do I? What do I roll for punch? I don't do. N no. Just make it. Make a strength attack. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ten. What's your AC, Dub? Uh, it is fourteen. Okay. Um, you sprain your wrist a little bit. Uh -huh. Kind of, or like, you know when people don't tuck their thumbs in? And you're just like, eh. I say, yeah. don't worry, Merylwen, I've got you, and I drop kicked on. <laughs> All right, yeah, roll it. Sure, why not? This is not how I saw this beginning, but... I'm sorry. For I'm some so reason, sorry. I shouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> 16. Okay, well, that'll do it. Roll me drop kick damage. Uh, You've probably got proficiency in it. Yeah, 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 definitely. What's the, what's the attack dice on, a, on two legs? <laughs> two legs? Uh, let's call it a d6 plus your strength mod. And then double it for... Because it's two. Because two feet... Okay, uh, that's six points of damage. Okay, you take six points of drop kick damage to the face. All right, uh, can I sort of play it up? Oh, what an evil thing to do! Oh, my face! This my is embarrassing, Prudence. <laughs> no, I thought oh. he was really selling that. I'm sorry, so my Tikathulu. You know, we'll You're not going to take away my, uh, my warlock powers, are you? Well, I'm afraid you leave me no choice. No. But no. to test your loyalty to me and the loyalty of your friends to you. Do you need me to kill them? Well, we'll get to that. Ideally, yes. 
but I don't know, I've got a couple of hours free. So why don't we just sort of play around for a bit and see where it goes, and if, if it's getting on for time and we decide not narratively interesting enough, sure, kill them. Okay. We'll do them all in. Understood. Great. Um, so basically, uh, yeah, I'm going to set you a task now. Anything. Uh, oh, mighty Cthulhu. Well, you better go do it, because if... It sounds really weird. Um, if I find you lacking, you will have to choose between my patronage and your pathetic friends. <laughs> I'm not pathetic. Hmm? I'm not pathetic. Sure. <laughs> you pick the friends, of course. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way you would What will you do without your, without your patron when you choose us? It will be a very difficult decision mm. that I will make when the time comes. I cast Zone of Truth on Prudence. <laughs> Can I resist it? <laughs> Maybe. It's not... It's not you have to make a, some sort a of... Saving yeah, you, yeah, saving a saving throw. Yeah, make a saving throw on Zone of Truth. There are some sort of D&D mechanics to it. Yeah, I, I've made a terrible mistake. you got a spell mistake. card right there. Right, a charisma saving throw. Oh, well, go. i got bags of that, so... Uh, it's a 20. Do I resist it? What's your spell save DC, please, um, Egbert? <laughs> oh, uh, More 14. questions. 14. Right, yeah, you've, yeah, you've absolutely nailed it. I'll make that decision when the time comes, and obviously it'll be very difficult, and um, let's leave it at that. She's telling the truth. Thank you. I know she's telling the truth. <laughs> I'm her patron. Listen, Prudence, this is what you and your stupid friends must now go and do. Yes, please. Over the next rise, there is a village. It is very picturesque. It is gorgeous. They are famous for their cider and their croquet and their excellent rates of literacy and many other things that make it an attractive destination for all discerning people in Ghent. I want you to ruin it. I want you to convert it entirely to me. Make oh. it a horrible, writhing pit of people who declare Cthulhu just the coolest. Consider it done, oh mighty Cthulhu. <laughs> Dang right. We were going to ruin it anyway. I feel like that was almost inevitable. Yes, I have faith in you. We just... Cool. Okay, well, here's a brown bag lunch. Bonk. Um, <laughs> it's full of fish heads. Uh, mm. because, see you later. Sorry Gosh. about the door. Everyone say goodbye. Goodbye to Cthulhu. Bye, Bye. Cthulhu. Bye. Okay. Uh, and so, so that Cthulhu sort of leaves, uh, the, the door of the tavern is absolutely ruined. Like the door itself is in splinters. Some of those splinters are in Egbert's face. Uh, and the frame of the, the door is kind of like bulging outwards. Um, in fact, the, the whole tavern is starting to make some alarming croaking noises. Creaking noises. Oh. Damn it. That's different. Yeah. Sure, but no, sure, why not? Yeah, 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 yeah. His corrupting influence is slowly turning this pub into a toad. <laughs> so you better get out soon, because technically yeah. you're in the belly and it's going to start uh, digesting you. Uh, okay, well, let's leave. Leave yes. the toad. That happens. Uh -huh. uh, we all leave the toad, I think. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, we, we all leave the toad. Yeah. All right, good. Prudence. Yes, my um, friend. What are the core te ten tenets of Cthulhuism, I want to say? Have hmm. I really never taught you the, the good word? Have you not heard the good news? <laughs> okay. No, but I'm impressionable. Okay, great. Worship Cthulhu, and he'll eat you last. That's good. That's very compelling. Wait, what if two people worship Cthulhu? Who does he eat first? The one who worships him the less good. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Yeah, yeah cool. Excellent. Right. You I mean, you can pick up the rest as we go. It's, um, you know, you've been around me long enough. Well, I'm just want, like, what, we, we're going to have to... Okay, right. We're going to have to pitch it to, the, to this village, right? Okay, chaotic evil. Okay. Worship Cthulhu. Yeah. And he'll eat you last. Um, 
And then it's kind of an aesthetic thing. You know, Cthulhu vibes, tentacles, darkness, eldritch <laughs> horror, the space between the stars, non-Euclidean space. Mm. So they're like a community element, and they're sort of bake sales or... Not so much bake sales. No. If you can imagine an evil bake sale, then you Just a lot, of, a lot of sort of community, isn't it? Like a cult. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can find community anywhere. These little, uh, these little villages, right, they tend to be quite insular and, you know, they're always looking for new gossip. If we could establish that Cthulhuism is, is you well, know, like a, a trendy new thing, like maybe if we have the nicest, biggest house in the village and yeah. it's all Cthulhu-y. I think it's going to be a hard sell because we do also have to ruin the village. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, but yeah. we've ruined so many villages before. Accidentally. Yeah. Is there really that much difference we do yeah, on purpose? That is fair. I mean, villages basically ruin themselves, don't they? Yeah. yeah. I so. mean, yeah. Is it good of us to have a plan? What if we just, like, turn up? I think that usually is Yeah, what, what if we turn up and try and save the village yeah, and make it up, better? Try yeah. and help. Let's and normally try and help that them. Genuinely. And then... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. There was a fatal flaw in my plan for this session, wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Failing that, um, I find terror usually works. Mm-hmm. Scare them until they have no recourse but to worship Cthulhu or okay. suffer. What was the name of the village? Did we, did we Do you know? It? I didn't catch the name of the was, village. Uh, Cliffhaven. 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 Uh, we, could, we could put a big non-Euclidean thing on the cricket ground or something. That, you know, yep. on the we croquet get, field. Like, council approval for a non-Euclidean sculpture. Yeah. And like sort of get that through all the stages of approval. And then oh, no. Some... We could build it without council approval. That order, they'll lose their minds. <laughs> yeah. They will lose their minds. With Dog, the, yeah, your voice on. People can hear you. No council approval. Okay. So we go and do some basically eldritch miracles in Cthulhu's name. Like the non-Euclidean structure on the cricket grounds. Mm-hmm. And, and they'll be into it when we start wrecking up the, the village and make it horrible. They'll hope, I mean, all being well, they will join us in destroying their own village. Okay, well, should we go and check, like, scope out the village yeah. and see what it's like? I heard something about cider. That sounded pretty good. I'd yeah. sure like to enjoy that before it gets ruined. Also, chaos. We can do chaos, right? Mm-hmm. And we can probably do chaos in an organised, planned way. <laughs> That's the best kind, I think. For example... Yeah. Fill in the blanks with me, Egbert. Right. Odd numbers will be... Uh, even numbers? Odd numbers will be even numbers. <laughs> and even numbers will be... Even more numbers. Even more numbers. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah. The pub, by the way, behind you has continued to turn into a toad. Uh, and from the way it's now... Its eyes before were just kind of looking dead ahead as if it were just like a deactivated giant toad. But now they're kind of looking around to the point where you think it's developed a central nervous system uh, and possibly a prey drive because it's starting to eye you all up and sort of... I cast animal friendship. <laughs> all right, yeah, let's do it. Oh, let's bring the, bring the Arthur Toad to come. That's chaotic. Yeah, that's They won't like that. Yeah. <gasps> do I have a big toad friend now? Yeah, toad of toad hall. Yeah. Bring him along. Well, he is literally a toad hall. Yeah. I can't be mad at you for that one, yeah. Yes. Throw it all. Yeah. You can have inspiration even. Yes. Goodness me. Pays right, wisdom sometimes. saving throw. What's your spell save DC, please? Uh, it is a 15, I believe. Okay. Oh, that is a 14. <gasps> yes. Um, so basically, you kind of, you see this toad, like his head kind of just like gimbals down. <laughs> and you see it fixes you with its sort of like weird pupilly stare. Yeah. And its mouth kind of like opens. And you see this massive wad of a tongue go like, whoosh, 
and just as it shoots out to like snatch you into its more and chew you up and eat you, it kind of just stops. Yeah. And then it's like. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Ask it to destroy the town. Yeah, um, we're heading to that town over there. Whoa. Do you want to just head on up there? And can we'll meet you there. Can we ride it? How big is it? It's big, right? It's big. <gasps> Does anyone want to get on? Should we all get on the toad? Can, do, do you mind if we take a lift? He kind of squats down in that sort of like when they go oh, really flat. Like Yeah. Yep. Right, everyone on the toad. Saddle up. Right. Yeah. Let's hop up on that toad. It's totally rad. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, it's it's quite easy. To, I won't make you roll to climb up on the toad. It's like it's got all sort of like warty, know, like warty. And, mm. Yeah, it's it's like yeah. a really easy bouldering route, basically. Uh, and you mm. can kind of nestle in atop it, and it kind of like straightens up and sort of. Insofar as it has no neck, it's quite hard to look over its own shoulder. But you kind of, it's like. Yep, yep, we're good. I give it a little tap. All right. Hold on. Oh my gosh! Everyone, make me a deck saving throw, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Because this is, this, this is a time. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> what is it? Okay, that's not too bad. Uh, what did everyone, okay. How did everyone do? 10. 10? 12. 8. Oh. 11. Okay. 1. <laughs> a 10, a 12, an 8, 11, and a 1. Okay, the good news is the toad is going to get to that village remarkably quickly. The bad news is none of you are on the toad anymore. <laughs> it just kind of, you know like the, the trick where somebody pulls the, the, the tablecloth table off, mm. off a table? It's that. Oh, the toad no. Just, woo! Um, toad Howard, come back. And you're all kind of like, <laughs> what, what did you say? Toad Howard. I've called him Toad Howard. <laughs> Inspiration, absolutely sublime. Um, yeah, basically all of you are, are, are falling uh, to earth. Uh, Dob, <laughs> yes. You somehow just got kicked <laughs> by like the end because it again like, dug in and went like goosh. You fell back and then just like you didn't get kicked with the, the leg going outwards, but the leg kind of trailing. Oh, just okay. Like, pow. It's right. like get, getting hit by the rudder <laughs> of a ship. Yeah. So I'm gonna roll a d12 again. That's a 12. <laughs> if I get a third one, I'll stop using this. All right, I spiral unconscious to the ground. Oh. I suppose. Are you unconscious? Well, I don't know. Next. No, no, it's if you get zero hit points. Hey, yeah, how many, how many hit points do you have left? That's how D&D &D works. <laughs> what, I can only be unconscious if I lose all my hit points? Yes. Right when I go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, your hit points tick you down throughout go. the day. When so you what? hit zero, you fall asleep. So I can't be, like, knocked out. No, actually, you specifically have to be knocked out twice because the first time you're reduced to zero hit points, you, you go back to one. All right, I consciously spiral towards the ground. <laughs> Drinking in every moment of it. Yeah. Oh. All your senses firing. <laughs> it's all right. There's almost certainly a haystack or a pond beneath me. Oh, I didn't think about full damage. Let's roll a d12. <laughs> That's a 10. That's too many hit points. Right, so you're all basically where you started, but there is now a toad rampaging towards a village. So technically the quest is underway. Good start. Um, can I cast Cure Wounds on top? Yeah. Yeah. What if we were to save the town from the terrible toad, and then they'd be like, oh, thank you so much for saving us. How can we repay you? And we would be like, 
convert to Cthulhu and destroy your town. Wait, Better. I have, a, I have a more chaotic alternative. Let's hear it. We wait for the toad to start wrecking the place yes. in a sort of kaiju way, yeah. and then we show up and blame just a few villagers and say they brought this evil on this land. <gasps> oh my That's god, you should have called him Matthew Hopkins. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he hops. Yeah. yeah okay, and Stop, does terrible things. <laughs> That's so evil. Let's and I love it. I love town. that for us. Let's do it. Uh, it's sort of like uh, late afternoons. We're getting towards the golden hour now. So it looks really like quite picturesque as this giant toad kind of like gookish, gookish, disappears over the, over the rise. And uh, you sort of listen out closely. And after a few seconds, you hear a few sort of <gasps> screams from over the hill, which is nice. It's happening. Let's get in there. Are there any people around? Running away, for example? Well, from the screams, I'd imagine so. Oh, yeah. Let's follow the screams. Yeah, but yeah. they're over the rise. We ascend the rise. Oh, right. Go up the rise. Oh, by oh, the yeah. way, Dob, you're a whole five hit points higher. I'm really good at healing. You just hold him, you hand him back a molar, and he just <laughs> sticks it back. <laughs> it's like a Lego brick. Um, <laughs> Call me if you find one of the front ones. Oh. No. <laughs> kind of whistling when you talk, man. Yeah. Um, okie dokie. Let's crest that rise. It takes you a few minutes to crest the rise, but when, uh, when you do, you see it's not like out and out pandemonium. Uh, and you. Well, it's actually, a frog. Your. Sorry. Uh, your first impression is that, yeah, sure enough, Cliffhaven's really lovely, actually. You can see why Cthulhu has, partic- has picked this particular place in order to ruin. Um, sort of at the back, there are like rows and rows of, of apple trees, there are some enormous orchards. And then there are some other fields for crops with like loads of scarecrows and stuff that have all clearly been made with love and like they've all got, you know, like fun outfits and they've got little button eyes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, there's a very large ornamental pond. Um, uh, there is like a big town hall which seems to have been gussied up for some kind of event. There's sort of bunting and, and benches outside. It looks like there's a lovely picnic spread on. Um, and there's also a very, very large croquet lawn. And in the middle of that croquet lawn is an absolutely enormous toad. Um, there are about 20 people standing in a ring around the toad, some of them holding mallets, some of them sort of standing next to, to hoops and, and balls and stuff, and all of them are staying perfectly still because sort of the toad is just sat there like, Bleh. and it sort of rotates a little bit in sort of like a, a you know, an enormous amphibian sort of way. And it catches, seems to catch out of the corner of its eye some movement as like a local is holding a croquet mallet and kind of trembling and it just, what? Just, yes. just eats him mallet and all. Eats, eats the whole guy. And everyone's just there like, Ugh. And the whole town is kind of, a lot of people are kind of toing and froing and trying to organize some sort of response to this very large and unexpected crisis, but um, they're not entirely sure what to do, and they're not that keen on moving very fast because this thing's vision appears to be based on movement. Uh-huh. All right, so what do we do? We run in there? Make them move. <laughs> <laughs> Give them something to run from. How? How? All right. Okay. All right, I'm, I'm going to go and find a cider. I don't know what's going to <laughs> Oh, there's, yeah, you can see there's a very large cider mill. It's one of those ones with like a big stone circle that has a millstone right. and then like a, a horse with a trap and you feed all the apples in and blah, nice. blah, blah. Anyone else? Yeah, I'll go for a cider. Yeah. Three. Yeah, no, right. I'm all right, thank you. You're right, you're good? Yeah, I'm okay. good. I'm just getting off getting some cider. I'll come cider. back once the crimes of the war crimes have finished. <laughs> Brunus, okay. what are you... What are you feeling in this situation? What's the, what's the play? Do you want to follow my lead? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. 
does Marilyn's animal friendship extend to her acquaintances? Does would, the toad consider me a friend? So. If you or one of your companions harms the target, the spell ends. Oh, well. Which leads me to believe that somebody can be seen and interacted with by one of the companions and it wouldn't break the spell. So yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the toad was kind of like, going to eat that one and there's like, oh, I guess she's cool. Okay. These right. others can stay. Uh, with great and terrible majesty, <laughs> I walk into the center of the croquet lawn. <laughs> I say, behold, the great and terrible harbinger of the mighty Cthulhu. Oh. Thank you. Bow down now or be consumed. Right? <laughs> That's probably charisma intimidation, isn't it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. You can make this an advantage because you've got like a 30 foot toad behind you. Mm. <laughs> 30 foot, right? How tall's a pub? About that. About that. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it works. All yeah, right. that works. 30 foot tall toad plus prudence is. Oh, can I. Can you got advantage. Yes. Yes, I do. All right. So that's 22. Okay. Pretty convincing. I bow down, lest I be consumed. <laughs> yes. I got him. I got him. I knew it. Finally. And your cow gods just <laughs> moves disappointed. Yeah, as, okay. yeah, as you press your forehead into the, the lush, well-maintained croquet lawn, yeah. you just hear a... Sorry. <laughs> um, right, well, I rolled for the villagers and that's a five. <laughs> so I'm going to say, yeah, that basically a lot of them just kind of hit the deck immediately. Yeah. Um, what does the toad do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're gonna do, I'm going to do a wisdom insight check for this toad. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's the wisdom of a toad that used to be a pub? Yeah, to see if it can pick up on the social cue of, like, I'm doing a bit here. Mm-hmm. It used to be a pub. It Don't. saw a lot of... It's seen a lot of social interaction. Also, a lot full of, of a lot of booze. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, this toad's hammered. <laughs> Thank you, yes. I was going to give the toad advantage on that Wisdom Inside check. Oh, no, sorry. I won't. Better rewrite the stat block That's for the pub toad. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. <laughs> well, what could be more evil and chaotic than then eating the villagers anyway after yeah. they bow down to Cthulhu? So. It's entirely fair. So they all it's kind of drop down as one. Some of them kind of almost jump up to go down. Uh, and like sort of, basically the, the toad sort of backhands three of them. And they just kind of like, get stuck onto the sticky bit at the end of his tongue. And he just, and just eats three people. Immediately you can hear a cacophony of voices sort of muffled into the earth being like, did it just eat some of us? It did. I thought we were bowing down. Why are we bowing down? What you said, Karazhan. Yeah, I guess they just didn't believe. Oh, I don't know if I shout from the cider. <laughs> this, the, the cider mill is completely unguarded. There are like those, those jugs with the thing yeah. everywhere. Like really not shouting over my shoulder. Wow, really? Sounds like they didn't believe or whatever. <laughs> you, said that, um, you said that not all the villagers were bowing down, right? Just... Yeah, so there were, there were only, like, uh, about 20 people on the croquet lawn. Okay. The rest of the villagers were all kind of, like, looking from afar. They're kind of ostensibly out of the range of danger. Of the ones who uh, stood up, uh, can I look for someone who's maybe dressed a bit finer or appears like they might be in a position of authority, a sort of town councillor or... Uh, yes. A mayor of this... Absolutely, you can. Like uh, there, is, uh, there is a lady, actually, who, who is wearing kind of um, a very, very fashionable garb, but also ortho with a slightly sort of officious looking cut to it. It's a flattering like dress, but it also says business. Okay. Uh, yeah, can I, uh, can I approach her yes. and say, excuse me, are you in charge here? Well, I should hope so. 
my name is Celeste de Vries, uh, the village elder. What, what is that thing? Celeste, uh, my name is Dob. I will give you further introductions later, but there's no time now. I am a professional Cthulhu finder, and I'm afraid your village is in terrible danger of being attacked and infected by Cthulhu worshippers. You must take a look. Some of, the, some of them were already bowing down. You must urge all of your villagers who are yet standing to retreat with me, and I will explain more. Well, hold on. I, I, I have so many questions. What's a Cthulhu? A Cthulhu? Oh, well, well, you don't want to know. Look at... You see that? You see that thing up there? Yes. That toad? Yes. Well, imagine that, but it's like a million of them glued together, and it comes out of the sea, and it eats villagers who fall from the path, straight from the path of righteousness. But we didn't know we were on the path of righteousness. Oh, perhaps we weren't. Well, quite. <laughs> but, 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 but why us? Why this, is why this, is this toad come here? Is it drunk? Why is this toad come here? I'll tell you why. It really likes croquet. <laughs> Don't listen to my assistant. The toad does not like croquet. Croquet. I urge you again not to listen to my assistant. <laughs> Can I lean into Celeste and just say very low, like? Celeste's nose starts bleeding. Um, Can I lean in very close to Celeste and be like, These toads don't just appear, you know. One of your own villagers must have summoned it. The first villager eaten. Who was it? Did they have enemies? Uh, well, the first villager eaten, I think, I think it ate Edmund. Edmund, he yes. He used to be in charge of the local cider circle. Local cider circle? Yes. Mm, the position where you might make an enemy? Would someone have been jealous? Make me a charisma persuasion check to see whether she's buying this... <laughs> one not great it's not a one <laughs> what's the next worst thing <laughs> well don't worry Darb. i found a one excuse me heavens she says suddenly, keep your voice down hanging on your <gasps> whoever summoned this toad could at any moment summon more of them more of them yes such is the power of cthulhu we must find who did it we must start uh, we must find them and kill them, drive them out. Yes, I suppose that, that, that logically makes sense. I d just have one question. You said that this Cthulhu fellow comes from the sea. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh you better believe it. But that's a freshwater creature. <laughs> Why is that funny? I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> yes, now, and I look forward me. to it. Follow me, all uh, able, non-bowing villagers, and I sprint to a village hall that I assume yes. is here. Yeah, 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 there's a, there's and then a village I, hall. I am just a villager of this village. I will follow. Come, villager. <laughs> Arms full of cider, and I run. <laughs> Can I message Prudence and be like, all right, okay, I'm double agenting here, of course. You lead one faction, and I'll lead the other faction, and we'll go to war and destroy the village. Dob, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> really um, quite moved. Prudence. Yes. Slight problem. What? The toad's passed out. Oh, bloody lightweight toad. <laughs> he must be powering up some attack, I say. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone into a trance-like state, he has. <laughs> the people on the wall are like, a trance-like state? Someone's like, I might make a run for it. No, 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 don't you make a run for it. Well, I address the bowing villagers. You're safe for now, but there will be more toads. Why? Bigger and more terrible because... Because... <laughs> Here it comes. Go on. 
My great Lord and Master Cthulhu have chosen you for a very special destiny. And that is... Being digested by toads. <laughs> being digested last by toads. <laughs> hey. wow. You mean, if we do as you say... Yes. We'll be eaten last. And that may be in the distant future. So, your best hope of a somewhat long life is to follow me now and do Eldritch Lord Cthulhu's bidding. Make me a charisma persuasion check. Okay. No problem. That is a 24. I'm so into it. I'm like, this is brilliant. I've joined the cult. I rolled a dirty 20 and I was like, I've got him. <laughs> yes, I suppose that makes sense. Yes, what if all the other villagers got eaten before us? And possibly we could find other people more willing and more deserving of being eaten than us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, well, this mm-hmm. could go on forever. There's loads of people out there. Correct. I'm so proud. We could go on tour. <laughs> Who is this? Who, who's, the, who's talking to me right now? Oh, uh, I'm Houndsforth, my lady. I'm in charge of the croquet lawn here. Houndsforth, you are going to go far, my friend. Yes, that's the plan. Far and wide, feeding people to the toad, making sure the toad's too full to eat me. Come on, everyone, this is brilliant. We've got jobs now. Damn. (laughs) Is there pay? Do you pay? No. Well, okay. Do we have to fund all of the the culty stuff? Cthulhu will provide. Okay. Trust. Do we need to wear robes or something? Yeah. So he's going to provide the robes? What do you have? Uh, well, I sort of just wear, like, jaunty, picturesque croquet clothing. Mm, it's not going to work. Fine trousers and my braces. And do you have anything horrifying? Uh, not really. Uh. Another man goes, oh, your technique when you're playing croquet. Like, ha, ha, ha. They're recovering from this quite quickly, I realise. <laughs> they're a resilient people. I like your houseworth. We're going to need some robes. How do we get hold of some robes? Well, um... Something dark. Something dark? Something creepy. Oh. Oh, we prefer bright and summery colours here. Oh, well, we did, I suppose, before we learned the error of our ways. Correct. Um, Just pop an apple sack on. Grab one of the apple sacks from the cider thing. Just poke a hole in it for your head. Oh, thank you, travelling cider enthusiast. <laughs> so I've run to the village hall with Dob. I'm not here. Oh, <laughs> I'm throwing my voice. <laughs> How? Mage mouth. Yeah, I'm using mage voice. <laughs> I preferred Mage Mouth. Mage Mouth is funny. All right, you cast Mage Mouth. Sure. I've got a cousin there. Mage Mouth. All right, so we, so we know who is on Cthulhu's side already. I think that's a great idea, Corazon. Everyone should don kind of Hessian cider apple sacks. Perfect. Because they'll be scratchy and uncomfortable and, you know, that's evil. Oh, they'll be worse in than a way. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this, this place uses a traditional cheese press. Uh, so basically, the idea is what happens is... Right. I love talking about this stuff. Sorry, I'm just going... Oh, yeah. Basically, it's a, it's a big, smashy, crushy machine. And what they do is they lay down a layer of hessian and they, put, they shove on pulped apples to a, a depth of about six inches, wrap it up in cloth, lay another cloth on it, and they do that eight times, and that's called a cheese. And then they smush that, and they get like 50 gallons of apple juice, which then gets turned into cider. So there's lots of hessian around, but it's all covered in gunky, like, brown apple pulp. Oh, and all sticky. So, so they, look, they look pretty eldritch already, to be perfectly honest with you. They smell, smell amazing, which is a problem. Uh, 
But well, not for long, though, right? Eventually, they'll smell terrible. I suppose. Well, Give then them time. Just sort of smell like fermenting apples. It's quite nice. We can work with it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Also, thank you for the lesson about cider. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm already in my Hessian sack, by the way. Yeah. I'm so keen. I'm like, yes. I've lost the run of myself, basically, and I'm like, I'm totally swept away in this charismatic performance. I'm peering. Can't even hear it. Yeah, uh, uh, you can hear the moves, but they're not, they, they're not intelligible to you anymore. Mm. So that bit in Ye Olde Tale of Kiki's Delivery Service, <laughs> yeah. where the cat stops talking in a sassy and charismatic way. I'm peering yeah. through a gap in the town hall door, and I'm like, my God, they're already getting into cult robes. <laughs> this is further along than we could ever have imagined. They must have been planning this for a very long time. Uh, I look around the inside of the village hall. Roughly how many villagers have run with us in here? Uh, I'd say you've got a good 60 people. 60 people? Wow, okay. Uh, all right, I would like to start officially, officiously even, sorry, sort of shouting and be, be like motioning to sort of groups of them like, you, all of you, get to barricading these doors and windows. All of you, find weapons. We need anything we can lay hands on. And then I'd turn to Celeste and say, Celeste, we must root out the enemy amongst us. Who was Edmund's? nearest professional rival um we all have enemies celeste tell me there's no time for games now celeste um i suppose it would be uh, mona she she's the one who's in charge of the ornamental pond is uh, she in this room right now uh discreetly point her out to me she kind of gives a little a little point she points with her elbow uh you see a, a lady sort of standing in the corner she's sort of looking around she's looking quite worried she's she's trying to find a weapon, because you just told her to find one. Oh my gosh, she's going for a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> she seems like a very unassuming person, to be honest with you. She seems, like, quite nice. She's got, like, you know, long brown hair in braids. She's wearing sort of, like, a green... Well, she's wearing, like, a, a nice green shirt, but then, like, leather waders, because she's clearly taking care of the pond. Well, um, then, let me tell you this, Celeste. In my long experience of routing out this kind of thing, the more you can't possibly believe someone is a secret worshipper of Cthulhu, the more certain likely it is to be mm. true. Make me another charisma persuasion <laughs> check. Mm. Oh my god. Okay. Dice jail. That, that one's 13. I rolled a two. <laughs> Poor Celeste. Yeah, the only Mona I've ever met is a vampire, so... Yeah, people remember that show. <laughs> I'll board up a window, shall I? <laughs> Just listen, hey. Celeste, you're friends with this Mona? You know her well? well yeah, everyone, everyone knows Mona. I, I mean, did she ever talk to you about topics that you found unnerving or distressing? Well, does she have a room in her house you've never seen? No, I've, I mean, I've Think never... very hard. Okay. Is what? there anything about her house that you've never seen? Perhaps yeah. the back of a picture? I would say if there's any bit of her house I've never seen, I'd say it's the inside. <gasps> Oh. We're not... What? I just... I've never been round. That's all. She's busy with the pond. Well, then how do you know it's not full of tentacles? Well, how are you so sure it is? Keep your voices down. Cthulhuists have incredible hearing. <laughs> Celeste. Yes? You need to mosey over to Mona in the guise of a friend. Uh-huh. And then... Merylwen, are you with us? Yeah, I assume yeah, you yeah, are because yeah, yeah, of yeah, the... Yeah, yeah. Uh, my... Uh, Merylwen here will help you restrain Mona. We're going to restrain Mona? Yes, so that we can hold her trial. <laughs> Is this getting too dark? Yeah. Let me know. Oh, yeah. oh that seems weird. Oh, Destroy what? a village was the brief. Why don't we just ask her? <laughs> uh, Mona! She yells. 
Did you? Is it your fault that uh, that Edmund, the cider circle man, got eaten by a giant drunk toad? Mona goes, "What? No." Just well, there you go. Right. I would like to discreetly cast minor illusion to make Mona's arms look like tentacles. <laughs> So yeah, when she's right. like, what? No. It's like... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to hide in a pond as an octopus, but that's better. <laughs> well, I rolled wisdom perception for the town to see if they could see through this, and I rolled another two on a completely different d20. So that's just the way this is going, I think. They go, oh, my Lord. She's a, she's a one of them. She's a one of them. I can't remember the last time a plan went so well and I was so unhappy. <laughs> I know, yeah. This is unfortunately going off without a hitch. We should ask her to leave the village of her own accord. Yes. <laughs> All right, we'll do that. Mona! We well, yes? yes? <laughs> now that your wicked ways are exposed, you must What's leave. We ask you to leave this place. Why have you come here to punish these good people with your toad summonings? I haven't. I just dug a pond. Why are my arms doing this? doesn't feel like they're doing this. What's going on? Uh, it only lasts a minute, Dov. Get her out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I would like to walk, uh, I'd like to walk over to Mona and take her gently by the elbow and, and lean in closely to Mona and say, Mona, do not react. Celeste is a Cthulhuist. <laughs> <laughs> Just play along. Follow me. And I take her into a back room. Now I'm going to make loud noises like I'm violently killing you in a big fight. What? Okay, why? Okay, well, well, because... Oh, they've I... stopped now. Uh, yes, no, that's fine. <laughs> that was weird. I need Celeste out there uh -huh. to think that the, her tracks are covered. So that she'll reveal herself as a cultist? Well, no, just so that we can continue going about our, our operations. <laughs> but you said she's a cultist. Yes, no, she's certainly a cultist. So why are you... <laughs> Why don't you arrest her and... Because you need to expose the whole hierarchy of Cthulhu She's incredibly believers. powerful. Yeah. I want yes. to follow the money. Yes. I don't want to just take the small fry Celestes. I, I, want to, I want to get Cthulhu. But we have a barter economy here. I'm very confused. I wish to arrest Cthulhu. Now start screaming. Uh, all right. Let's do it for the village, Mona. Okay. Charisma performance check from Mona. That's a two. <laughs> Ah! Oh! No! Oh, heavens! Oh, gosh! <laughs> oh, I'm being brutal! Ow! Oh, I'm not sure I'll survive this! Can wow. I poke my head out and go, She's stronger than I anticipated! Corazon, get in here and help me kill her! Sure thing, Dove, I say, I'm slicking on some brass knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Albert, what are you doing with those? She's starting to get a little bit more convincing. <laughs> what are you doing with those? Just working you over. Oh, Corazon, you got your disguise kit handy. Can you cover us in something that looks like gore and viscera? Uh, you, you're the one with the disguise kit, but I can have a go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look at this! <laughs> when you're on the road for a long time, all your stuff gets mixed in together. It's like, <laughs> is this my disguise kit? You are a kit? pirate. I assume you stole it from me at some point. Yeah, that's true. Can I have my old disguise kit back? And we sure. Yeah. I just dump all the red stuff over everyone. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, Mona. You're going to sneak out that window, and when I give the signal, which is an owl hooting, you run in and kill Celeste. What? Pardon? You're the village's only hope. 
Maybe a charisma persuasion check. 14. I'm not sure that's a good idea. I've never killed anyone before. Okay, Mona, I see that you're not quite ready for this assignment, and that's fine. I... You're, you're still a valuable ally in our... In our... Okay. In our... No, whatever the hell this is. <laughs> yeah, sorry, just for the benefit of, just, just for me, I, I'm sure I'm the only one here. What's going on? <laughs> well, I can't believe I have to explain it. <laughs> Chaos, discord, neighbours turning against neighbours. Yeah, sowing the seeds of mistrust and suspicion. We going to, the plan is to lead. The plan is to lead everyone in the village hall, the sort of non-Cthulhuists, in a sort of great battle against the Cthulhuists. But we need to whip up some further right. and make them think that Cthulhuists yeah. are real. Yeah, which okay. they're not really. So. Yeah, we need <laughs> well, witch hunts. We need yeah, all right. Neighbor against neighbor. So Meryl and continue, please. We yeah. need at least one Facebook yeah. group. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, like I can sort of sense what Dob is trying to do, and I admire it. But, but Meryl's getting bored. So, because <laughs> she's like, because she's outside going, she's like, come on, doll. Every time your head pokes out, she's like, come on, I believe in you, you can do it. And, yeah, and then the third time the head pops out, I'm like, okay. And so I just point at Celeste um, and start speaking in Elvish, uh -huh. um, just in a ah, kind of way, like, what are you doing? Just, just gibberish, like, um, hey, do you know the way to the library? All that sort of stuff. And then I just turn into a giant octopus. Oh, that's good. Oh, that is pretty good. Uh, all right, well, let's make a wisdom insight check from the villagers. That is, that is a 10. That is, I'm gonna, let's use your spell safety C for that. That is well under. Yes. It's quite convincing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah! Ah! Well, now can Corazon and I- you hear someone yell? Ah, can I come out? I don't want them to try and kill Merowyn. Okay. Can I come out and go, stay back! It must be handled with the utmost care. There's a man running towards Merowyn with a chair. Wait. Wait, good sir. Uh, we've just killed Mona on Celeste's orders. She said that Mona was a Cthulhuist, but now it's quite clear that Celeste was the real Cthulhuist. Look, she's turned poor Merowyn into one of Cthulhu's hideous servants. <laughs> yep. I'm going to say that was a little bit too verbose. He's going to try and hit Merylwen with the chair. Oh, oh a five. All right. <laughs> I just can't roll today, apparently. Uh, he just kind of, he takes a swing. I kind of, I guess he's, uh, he's frightened. He doesn't want to get that close. He sort of swings near you. He's all just like, oh, loses balance. It's like, oh, uh, uh. oh, forgive me, mighty Cthulhu. Uh, He's going to try and jump out the window. That's not good enough. He runs into a wall. <laughs> he like, like full, like frog splashes the wall and hits the deck. You know what really makes me sick? Just wondering what those Cthulhuists are up to right now, right yeah. now, right like now, now, right now. <laughs> <laughs> On the lawn, the croquet lawn outside the village hall, yep. with the Cthulhuists, yep. the believers mm -hmm. in their Hessian garb, yep. we have, with Egbert at the head of the building committee, attempted to build a sort of non-Euclidean, impossible geometry type of wicker man <laughs> um, out of croquet equipment, um, cider-making <laughs> yep. tools, uh -huh. and... Um, 
And soon we're going to uh, force our way into the village hall and <laughs> bring out the non-believers and burn yeah. them in our wicker man. <laughs> I really admire that for a non-Euclidean, geometrically impossible project, mm. you're stuck Egbert at the helm. <laughs> <laughs> we need a shape, but we need a shape that's like impossibly, literally impossibly bad. It's You're bigger up, on the Dragon inside Man. than yeah. it is on the outside. It's sort of maddening to look at. That's the brief. Got it. Okay. Yep. All right. My knuckles. You get to work. Well, I've never covered this in a roll before. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, Prudence, you make me an intelligence arcana check All as right. a supporting role. Yes. And uh, we'll just have raw strength athletics, please, from Egbert. Fine. You may have that. That is a 23. Wow. And uh, Prudence? Uh, you said intelligence, so, so yeah. arcana. Yep. Uh, that is a 16. All right. So between you, you, you do a bang-up job. In fact, it's such a bang-up job that the first one just goes, basically just like screaming tendrils of smoke kind of come out. Uh, and like, I'm going to say they seek, seek they, they pour themselves into the eyes of a few of the people in Hessian Sacks who are like, ah! And then suddenly they're like bang-up for Cthulhu. They're no longer even pretending. You accidentally, mm. um, you accidentally converted a, a few people. Yeah. Um, you're more careful with the second one, so it, it just about holds. But yeah, baby, this thing's non-Euclidean, as heck. <laughs> Not it a single fit Euclidean. So many there. sacrificial victims inside this baby. <laughs> <laughs> Slap the roof of it. It destroys a parallel universe. <laughs> It's so beautiful, and I'm just so proud. I don't understand it, say some of the people in their Hessian sacks. It's really weird. Does but it make you mad to look upon? Makes me feel p kind of queasy. I'll do. Yeah. I'll do. <laughs> I'll take it. It's, right. my first, it's my first go, you know. Right, now all that remains is to break into the village hall and drag out screaming the non-believers is what's happening outside. <laughs> There is actually, we've heard a lot of screaming coming from the village hall, so it seems like discord is already happening in the ranks of the non-believers. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, in that case, I march over to the village hall okay. and hammer on the door. It looks like they've built some kind of non-Euclidean wicker man out there, I say, to the assembled villagers. Not now, man! Hold Celeste down! They've, 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 they've managed to, like, in fairness, it's not hard to pick up the guy who just ran into a wall. They pick him up, and they've also got Celeste there, and they've got them kind of, like, back-to-back sat down on the floor, they're like, don't you move! Can I, um, can I... Well, yeah, there's also a giant octopus. I just really feel like more of them would be panicking about the giant octopus. <laughs> so, and someone else is going to try and hit you with a chair. That's a six. You're just, I think you're just incredibly hard to hit. Because, octopus, yeah. Yeah, like, like that. <laughs> it's really weird that you're doing it with your entire body, not just the puppet. <laughs> Can I, can I walk up to... They're all, basically, it's a room full of people who are absolutely terrified and trying to quell the twi twin elements of two people they need to restrain and a giant octopus that's sort of just doing a weird sensual dance. <laughs> uh, and, that, and then you kick the door in, I guess. Yeah, I cast Thaumaturgy. Okay. Um, and I don my Gandalf voice. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I do that kind of... The Gandalf effect, where everything kind of gets darker and closer all yep. at once. Yeah. And I'm like, um, <clears throat> who wants to go in our wicker man 
And uh, who wants to worship Cthulhu, but in a Gandalf voice? What, <laughs> what do they do to you in the Wicker Man? Is it nice? It's it bad. Is, it no. is not. Stop up your ears, villagers. Do not, Ooh, I look at Dob. Because we... <laughs> yeah. Cthulhuists. Yeah. They've breached the town hall. Oh, no. And, but don't worry. I'll simply arrest their leader. I walk up to Celeste and say, Now to arrest you, Celeste. And I put a hand on her and I cast invisibility on her. And ah. then I shout, Ah, she's used Cthulhu magic to become invisible. And then I lean into where I know her head is and go, Celeste, everyone in here is a Cthulhuist. You need to run. <laughs> 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 I, I, I don't know how to explain how an octopus looks confused but an octopus looks confused <laughs> what I'm trying to do is get Celeste out of the situation that yes. I created <laughs> I don't want anyone to kill Celeste but I also yeah. don't want to but I also do want discord and disharmony because yes. that's the objective okay. I remind you She's going to try and stealth away. I just, I've re- this is a complete sidebar, but I need to tell you that for about the last 15 to 20 minutes, I've been picturing you with Claudia Winkleman's hair. <laughs> G'day, I'm Evan, and I'm just jumping in here to tell you about our show, Gamey Gamey Game, new to the Pickaxe Network. It's a comedy panel show about the latest in games. Xbox Australia has partnered with Lynx Deodorant to transform the feeling of levelling up into a fragrance. Oh, that is a weird way to tell people to shower. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Featuring some of Australia's funniest comedians. Have you ever wanted to dive into the world of competitive farming? Press O for magic parkour. (laughs) I hate this game. I asked Evan why he made me play this and he replied with sometimes bad things happen to good people. (laughs) (laughs) We've We've gotten off topic. No, we haven't. Disagree. <laughs> Look up Gamey Gamey Game on your podcast app, or you can even watch the show on YouTube and Twitch. This is maybe the worst episode of Gamey Gamey Game. <laughs> really? No, there's been In worse. All of its there's definitely been worse. <laughs> Does it? Okay, you hear? Do you? You're sort of listening out for it, so you can hear Celeste like, <laughs> but you hear her distinctly disappearing. Well, getting out of the, the range of hearing. She leaves the room is what I'm trying to tell you. It's stealthy. <laughs> Done. She got away. She's gone to join the infernal army of Cthulhu. Ready your arms, men and legs, because it's time to fight. <laughs> no, hey, hang on. Well, hold, hold, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Um, so we go inside the Wickham Man, you say? Correct. Yes. What is, is that a pub? Not this time. Okay. Um, and, or... Or we worship Cthulhu? Yes. Yep. Uh, what are the benefits of that? Well, spoiler alert, the Wicker Man goes on fire. Oh. Oh. Yeah. You'll be torn apart through a thousand dimensions and be, be on fire in every last one of them. It'll be an agony through eternity in non-Euclidean space. Okay. That's all right. One option. What's or, the other one? Or bow down to mighty Cthulhu, bask in his glory, and he will eat you last of all. Uh, oh, gosh. Um, this is a lot. Um, should we have a vote? We'll have a vote. Uh, well, I suppose we should appoint a chair. Uh, oh, uh, oh, thank you, Stuart. Uh, yes, uh, I've been nominated as chair. Do I have a... Corazon here does a pretty good chair. Se- second. <laughs> oh, no, yes, that is very good. Uh, well, all right, yeah, do you want to lead the vote? Yeah, sure. All right. All right, you gather around, everyone. Form up. Form up. Yep. Everyone who wants to worship Cthulhu, go on to the right-hand side of the hall. 
Everyone who wants to be burned alive in a wicker man across a thousand dimensions, go on the left-hand side of the hall. What? Can we abstain? What happens if we abstain? I think uh, that's a vote for the wicker man, isn't it? Unfortunately. Abstaining is a vote for the wicker man? Yeah. Cool. Um, suppose I'll worship Cthulhu, I, yes. I guess. Do I have to wear a whatever that is? Yes. Yes. Oh, well, hang on. Give me another minute. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say everyone decides to go on the side of worshipping Cthulhu. Mm. Uh, except for just like one dude. There's one dude just on the other side. It's like, uh, I just thought the Wicker Man sounded... I've always wanted to travel. And you I thought, what? well, if, if I can do a, a thousand different universes in one, uh, one round trip, then... Uh, well, it's sort of more separate bits of you go to each of the universes. How do you mean? Oh, that's impossible, isn't it? Now yeah, but it. by its very nature, this non-Euclidean Wicker Man is impossible. Oh, that sounds very complicated. Gaze on it and be driven mad. Does sound very oh. complicated. Uh, oh, is it? Oh, okay, all right. Uh, if, if you want, I'll. Oh no, that was meant to be a warning. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah, sort of. All right. Well, it's... bung me a Hessian sack, I guess. Yeah, Hessian sacks for all, and we we pass around Hessian sacks. Okay. I cross the village hall to Dob. Will Me you take the Hessian? Can I message Prudence? Yes, please. Like? Prudence, what do you want to happen now? Do you want to go in the Wicker Man for a bit? Do I want to go in the Wicker Man for yeah, a yeah, bit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, you know, for, for fun. For fun. Will I be... Will the Dimension Fire thing happen to me? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> well, Prudence... I probably wouldn't be doing all of the mean things that I am doing right now if I didn't trust you and value your friendship extremely highly. So, yeah. You're going to have a lovely time across a thousand dimensions. Wait, you just said that that wouldn't <laughs> happen. <laughs> Who could say what's going to go on in the non-Euclidean space within the Wicker Man? All right, we fine. won't burn it. We fine. won't burn it. You're just going to go in there as a, you know, sort of threat. I see now that I have met my match. Truly, it was... The, the fight was... Ah, uh, I take off my sacred necklace of Cthulhu fighting and cast it <laughs> into the fire and put this sack on. All right. Oh, you're a believer now. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, sorry, that's the... Yeah. And I said, take the sack off again. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I take Dob by the hair in a sort oh, of like... Oh, you're doing a bit to convince them. Yeah. Right, sorry, there's a lot to keep up with. <laughs> okay, I'm, yeah, I'm back, I'm back. I'm okay, with it, I'm with it. I take Dob by the hair, but in, you know, like a stage grab, you know, where I, I kind of, okay, like, yeah, pull my fist in yeah. your hair and you ah, grab it, and I'm like, time for the Wicker Man. Ah, it's like being gripped by a thousand tentacles. And I drag Dob across the steps of the village hall. Okay. And followed by a procession of Hessian-wearing cultists. Absolutely. And we stuff him into the Wicker Save Man. Save yourselves! Yeah. No! I'd imagine we built this wicker man with a fire exit, you know. So it's, <laughs> what, for safety? Yeah. So it's maybe like a code. slide that comes out the back. What, what does it come Let's out? say back. <laughs> Can you imagine if Edward Woodward was like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the big, illuminated fire exit. Yeah, yeah, There's this a man fire is extinguisher very... on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, okay. Uh, this wicker man is very unsafe. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose you both built it and you rolled pretty And I high. rolled a 23, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Yes, there's a... There's, 
A fire exit in the Wicker Man. Yep. Yeah. We and I just whispered to the dog, when you get in there, just oh, try the fire exit. But where does the fire exit go to? The, the, the fire safety dimension? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> cannon. It's cannon. It's cannon. Just a big bucket of sand. <laughs> can, I, can I cast Banish and Banish Dob to the fire safety dimension? So good. Yes, of course you can. Of course you can. For 60 seconds. For 60 seconds. And then, and then we'll see what happens. Clean on fire, wicker man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I wait for you to set it on fire, then get banished. Yeah, okay. There's a bit of ceremony, obviously, but um, sure. I'll, you know. I'll, I'll just start. So I'm inside now. Yeah. Right? So I'll just start generally screaming. Doing the oh god, oh Jesus Christ stuff. Yeah. 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 How is it in there, disbeliever? Bad, is it? Is it too late to repent and embrace Cthulhu? Yeah, you had your chance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I guess I. I'm going to cast um, Egbert, you know, my, my loyal lieutenant, weapon, yeah. my 15 foot cone of fire uh, at the base of the Wicker Man and let's set this thing af- ablaze. Amazing. Friendly fire. Let's do it. Yeah. You know what? I'm just going to say it goes on fire. You purposely yeah, built this so. thing to be it's set a deck on save, fire. But he's not going anywhere, is he? Yeah, I mean, okay. I'm pretty sure, well, I'm fairly sure you're smart enough to point your snout in the right direction at an entire Wicker Man. Let's you'd just, think. Yeah, you'd think. Yeah, no, actually, just roll me a d20. Okay. Three. Well, the first time, uh, you just, okay, you just blast, you absolutely blast (laughs) a heavily inebriated, unconscious toad that used to be a pup with your breath weapon. Okay. And it just, kind of like, uh, it is, it it is profoundly on fire immediately. Okay. Um, It bounds once. Right onto the roof of the um, roof of the, the town hall. Yep. Uh, so that's on fire now. Great. And then it bounds. Eight would be. It's set a, an entire orchard on fire, and then oh there we go. Okay. And then it bounds right next to the wicker man and sets that on fire uh, and explodes actually. <laughs> I guess it was full of alcohol, wasn't it? Uh, so. so full of alcohol. Yeah. It had an entire cellar full yep. uh, of like high proof stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, this is this enormous former pub just bang, 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 bang. Uh, blows up. The Wicker Man is, is now very much on fire. Well, this Wicker Man is aflame as I expected, but it's even hotter and more <laughs> intense than I expected. <laughs> it's also starting to collapse in on itself All right. because exploding toad. So, if you're going to banish someone, I'll give it a second. <laughs> and then... For dramatic it feels tension. feels like an hour. I discreetly... Well, no, not discreetly. I, I make sort of eldritch arcane gestures at the Wicker Man as if, you know, worshipping it. As if, you know, I'm, I'm so into this, but I am also casting Banish. And I banish Dob to the fire safety dimension. Okay. You can elect to fail the save, uh, the saving throw, I believe, so Dob can just go with it. Yeah. Um, could you make me a charisma persuasion check, please? Okay. Just to see how the um, just to see how the villagers. Uh, okay, it's a thirteen. Okay, it's not your best performance, but like, it's okay. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of pyrotechnics going on, <laughs> yeah. and that covers for a lot of bad acting. And there's a lot of stuff on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're fine. Dob, you um, at one at one point are uh, dangerously close to just catching on fire, and then in the next, you find yourself just floating. It's it's you you are in the fire safety dimension, which, as Merylwyn guessed, is just full of sand. 
But it's not like going up your nose or in your mouth or anything. You can breathe normally. You're just kind of floating. Everything feels very cool and calm. And there's just a voice in your ear that's sort of just saying things like, install smoke alarms on every level of your home. <laughs> Inside bedrooms and outside sleeping areas. Test your smoke alarms every month. If they're not working, change the batteries. <laughs> Never leave a hot pan of oil unattended. Never throw water on an oil fire. And you're just, you're just chilling in the fire safety dimension. Just calming, should we keep going? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Fire safety blankets are an important tool in any home. Wow, he paid the ultimate price for not believing in Cthulhu, I shout. <laughs> Cthulhu will surely be pleased. Yeah. We've done well here today, villagers. Okay. Cool. That's great. Hooray. Oh, praise Cthulhu. We'll yes. be eaten last, I guess. We okay. will be eaten last. Hooray. The burnings will continue until morale improves, I guess. <laughs> um, two things happen in uh, fairly short order. The non-Euclidean-ness of this wicker man kind of kicks in and it sort of like <laughs> like collapses in on itself and sends out just like a wave of like dark rippling energy that's like <laughs> and you see it like kind of striking the trees like lightning and um, it's like it's striking the pond a lot uh, basically like very big circle bad energy go make village shock horrible type thing yeah shockwave there you go that's the word I was looking for uh, for some reason, I want to say Taurus, but that's not it. Um, that happens, and then Dob just pops back into being mm -hmm. at the height he was in in the, in the thing. So you're going to... Well, I'm going to roll a d12, because you were quite <laughs> high up. That's a three. You take three points of falling damage. Um, I'm going to make a roll to see if any of the villagers notice that Dob is back. Uh, Avert your eyes, cultists, I say. Look away. Look away. Bow. Turn the majesty your of Cthulhu. To the dirt. Lower. I... Lower. <laughs> oh, they whipped the roll. And... <laughs> I'd like to scoot forward and kind of like <laughs> over Dob just to hide him from you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, Dob, you are, you are... In one minute, you're in a really lovely, safe, calming... <laughs> Atmosphere, and now you're winded and under sort of just a, a, a goo tent. I'm doing it for prudence. I'm doing it for prudence. We're doing this for prudence. <laughs> <laughs> like, praise Cthulhu! Praise Cthulhu! A lot of the villagers. Yes. And then there's one or two shouts of, what's that though? Uh, maybe a wisdom perception check, please, everybody. <laughs> Should I bother? <clears throat> no. Well, you know what? If you roll high enough, I'll tell you an octopus fact. <laughs> Eight minus one is seven. Uh, nine. Ten. Thirteen. Is eleven high enough for an octopus fact? Yeah, but it's a wrong one. Oh. Octopuses uh, are mammals. Males die after mating. Male octopuses? Yeah. Okay, I was worried. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, it's not one day. <laughs> and that's our show, everybody. Um, 
Uh, okay. Um, none of you, well, none of you notice. Good. I go about my day. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, so the cultists are kind of standing around you now. They're like, well, oh, it, um, our new yeah, what's Cthulhu our new, overlords. What's, what's our new day-to-day -day life going to look like? What should we like? do now? Well, Cthulhu yeah. is never placated for long, so I suggest as soon as possible, after you've had, you know, a coffee break, we begin raising the village to the ground. <laughs> We're going to raise the village... To the ground. To the ground. Correct. Mm -hmm. But then where will we live? Well, we'll be on a dark pilgrimage around Geth, raising further villages to the ground. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but the toad exploded. Why are we going on tour now? There will be more toads. Well, when? There will be more horror. Tomorrow, perhaps as early as tomorrow, unless we raise the village to the ground, we will surely all die a terrible, terrible death. Oh, that does sound bad. All right, let's raise the village to the ground. The guy doubles over, but then he's actually raised physically off the ground uh -oh. and sort of sticking through his chest you can see a sort of like uh, spindly hand that's kind of made out of like woven bits of willow but it's kind of it seems well it's literally strong enough to punch through a man's torso and is now covered in blood and you see him kind of being raised up as uh, what appears to be a living scarecrow is standing directly behind you um, and as you kind of look up you realize that there are a bunch more scarecrows kind of in the fields and around the orchards just sort of getting down from there their perches and sort of coming along and drawing sides and sort of like leering at you with them um, with weird like well with button eyes and like cheerful colorful shouts oh, and stuff no. uh, because he sort of sent out a shockwave of really bad energy and it seems ah. to have seems to have done a couple of things there are also some things crawling out of the ornamental pond but we'll deal with those in a minute for now uh, could you all roll me initiative please oh okay yeah uh, the consequences they are here again one. Does that mean I go first? You go first in the next round. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, Nine. Eleven. Also one. Oh, uh, okay, twelve. All right. Okay, well, the octopus is going first, then. <laughs> um, you can see half a dozen of these sort of scarecrows that are kind of like... Their legs are kind of elongated and they're all really like, they're not wholesome anymore. They're like creepy, like st stilt walker guys. Like those dudes they have at Universal for no reason other than to make people feel quite uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, those. Okay. What do? Um, are any of them near me? Uh, yeah, there's, well, there's one relatively near. There's one about like sort of five foot away with a man on his arm. Yeah. Just sort of looking like, looking at him like a okay. weird little flash puppet. Okay, well, I'd like to take some of my tentacles uh -huh. and grab his ankles and yank. Okay, yeah, sure. To make try and make it all over. Uh, this will be an opposed roll. Make me a strength athletics check, please. Oh. Well, let's change d20 again, shall we? That was a two. That's three. You know what? I'm going to stick it out. It's fine. That was only an eight. So well, it's stronger. Oh, okay. It's an opposed check. Cool. So even, like... You give, a, you give a gentle tug on the uh, scarecrow's limbs, but this thing was, was literally made to be supported by a pole mm -hmm. going through the back of its shirt. Uh, so, yeah, it just hits the deck. Cool. Uh, are you just restraining it, or...? Uh, yeah. All right. So it's grappled for now. Yeah. Can I, do, can I slowly pull it towards me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Towards my beak. 
That's fun fact. Fun fact. Have a beak. Yeah. Have my yeah. Like to slowly just pull it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. You're pulling. You're pulling a scarecrow toward your horrible moor. Yeah. Right. And slowly moving off of Dob. Like I'm kind of like pulling myself towards it a little bit so the dog can get out. Yeah. It's kind of like a people aren't going to notice Dob now. (laughs) Giant skeleton. Well, scarecrow things. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think Dob can. Well, we'll see what Dob does on this turn, which is now, in fact. Okay. Uh, how many scarecrow monsters are there again? There are six in total. Okay. Uh, One is being sort of it drags into an octopus. Like, are they sort of advancing or are they in amongst the villagers already sort of eating and hurting them? And uh, they're, they're kind of in the fray, basically. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I mean, like some of the cultists have wisely stepped back. Some of them are kind of looking to you for guidance. In fact, let's put the cultists in the initiative order. Oh. Nine. So I'll be going after Corazon. Uh, okay, all right. Well, I will stand up and go... Ugh. Nice I, one. Cthulhu has risen me from... Help me message Prudence. Yeah. Help Prudence feed me some lines. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. Uh, <clears throat> thanks to Cthulhu's dark uh, resurrection. Thanks to Cthulhu's dark... Resurrection. Resurrection. I live again to serve only Cthulhu. I live again to serve only Cthulhu. Th- through, yeah, through, through eternity. Through eternity. Through, through a dark and eldritch eternity. A dark and eldritch eternity. Yeah, go juice it. <laughs> I'll do, I'll do. I'll do, Dob. I'll do. Uh... And also with you. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, all right, you give the weirdest, most haltering speech. <laughs> which I guess, if, you, if you're an undead, isn't outside the realm of possibility. It's just like pretty close to the border of the realm of plausibility, uh, I, but sure. I'm feeling like AOE and stuff is a bad idea if these scarecrows are all up amidst the villages. Depends how highly you value their lines, but yes. Well, I'm not going to message Prudence, I won't like the answer. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try and punch a scarecrow's head off. Okay, great. Yeah, make me a roll. You're looking to beat an 11. Come on. Come on. Ah, 18. A yes. good roll of laughs. Very nice. Roll me some of that sweet, sweet damage, please. Okay. Uh, that would, uh, I'm pretty sure that's just a D8, isn't it, I think, for me? Uh, and, um, strike, 5e. Yes, that's right. Remember, you know what? Can I use my rapier? Would that be right? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Okay, so that's 8 plus uh, 9. Uh, plus proficiency. Uh, 12. Well, that's a decent chunk of damage. Um, you kind of, like, you slash it across sort of, like, its face, so a bunch of straw kind of like comes out and then Ooh. tries to re- rearrange itself into a face. Like, Bleh. you know, like those toys where there's like pins and you can push your face into it and it gives you like a impression of, or a hand or whatever. It doesn't have to be a face. But if you were to do your face and it was made of straw, it would look like that. Top 10 analogy from me. <laughs> really top draw stuff. Just fantastic. Okay. It's a sarcastic golf clap. <laughs> cool. Well, that was good. Thanks, now you all man. need to slowly stand up. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't. Please don't slow clap me out of here. Uh, right, Corazon, you're up. Yeah, so I'm thinking that um, we want to try and pull these scarecrows away from the villagers and leave them open. That's what we're saying to things like AOE mm-hmm. attacks and stuff. So I would like to cast Disguise Self and turn myself into a massive crow. <laughs> oh, no! Scarecrows! 
I hope they don't chase me. That's how Chris saw. <laughs> and then I'm going to sort of run off like this. <laughs> <laughs> Meryl went just watching closely just to see how this one goes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Uh... Well, the wisdom insight check from the scarecrows was a three. <laughs> yeah. So what, uh, what would scarecrows sound like? <laughs> oh no, I've been chased! Oh, let's chase a crow! Uh, okay, uh, alright, let's see. Um, okay, well the one being grappled by Meryl and is being grappled. I was rolling to see if the other one would, would rather stay and try and kill Dov, but uh, it's actually... Yeah. You know what? Instinct takes over. There are now Wee, five... I'm a crow! I love eating worms! Wee, I, I slept with your wife! Wee. <laughs> I mean, One of the scarecrows turns to another and goes, You what? <laughs> it's not true! It's a bleeding crow! You're going to believe what he says over me? Meanwhile, there's another scarecrow who's just sort of like gri gripping the octopus back and going, Let me go! There's a crow! I must fulfill my duty! I just stare. Alright, well he's probably going to explode from having a fatal existential crisis on the top <laughs> of his next go. We'll see what happens. Oh, it's now. Uh, oh no, it's cultists. Yeah, I'm just trying to kite them into a big sort of group. Okay. Uh, I'll give you this as a freebie. Is there anything you want the cultists to do? Is there anything you're kind of directing them to do? Because it's their initiative. Is uh, there, yeah. Okay. You All can right. control the cultists. That's literally the point. <laughs> All right, take up arms, cultists, I say, and um, direct them to the croquet mallets, I suppose, are the most yes. weapony things we have to hand. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, have at it. Your. Eldritch God Cthulhu commands you to smash these scarecrows. All right. With uh, croquet you put them back mallets. in among the scarecrows. Yeah, I just thought of that actually. Well, but uh, I don't mind if they get caught in the AOE. The scarecrows have had a head start. Ah. Uh, because they had to pick up weapons. Yeah. But now, yeah, we've got kind of like a. It's sort of like. Um, it's sort of a Scooby Doo situation really going yeah. on here. Because <laughs> you've got the, a pirate rogue dressed as a crow going, oh! <laughs> uh, and a bunch of inexplicably cockney scarecrows chasing after him, and then you've got a bunch of apple-drenched, hessian sack-wearing cultists chasing them mm. with croquet mallets. Yes. But the they're, they're two distinct groups. You can't pun it twice! It can't be croquet and croquet. Yeah. I think... Johnny, I think it's just saying not you croquet. don't say any words that sound like other words <laughs> for the rest of the session. Okay, yes, sure. All right, we can do this. Um, then, it is the turn of the primary antagonists I was referring to earlier. One of them blows up on account of having an existential crisis. <laughs> now our D&D has no colour in the description, Meryl went. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I'm just trying to avoid puns. Johnny has stripped right. out any words. In the, case they sound like other words. The <laughs> remaining members of this group continue to proceed forward in a swift manner, attempting to catch up with that one. What have you got? What is it? You've... Pro is up. <laughs> Sod it. All right. A bunch of scarecrows. They are hell-bent on catching you, Corazon. I just rolled a nat 20. The first one of the, the darn session. You get, like, dogpiled by a bunch of scarecrows. They do, like, the whole, like, slap, 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 slap thing. Yeah. Um, go, get him, we're the crow. Oh, we got him. What do we do when we get one? 
I don't know. It's never happened. It's <laughs> never happened before. Well, I don't know. They, basically, you're now under a pile of bickering scarecrows. But the cultists are safe. So if anyone did want to do any AOE stuff, it would probably be fine. Hey, but it's your turn. Um, or prudence, actually. You both rolled a one. Um, are there any... Like, so, these scarecrows are pretty flammable, presumably. <laughs> right? Oh, I'd say so, yes. But unfortunately... <laughs> How flammable is your crow suit? <laughs> Did a lot oh, of polyester. It's a magical disguise. I'm just me. I mean, we rolled the same in the initiative order. Can we, like, combo it? Or do we have to go? Yeah, no, yeah, sure, I'm into it. What have you got in mind? I'm going to banish Corazon to the fire safety dimension. Right. <laughs> no, that's good. about fire safety, anything but that. Sounds good to me. Okay, yeah, sure. I cast banish. I banish Corazon to the fire safety dimension while Egbert... <laughs> I uh, throw one of my bombs. Like the, the tiki bar dimension. <laughs> <laughs> no. There's no time, Corazon. Like. Oh, man. It's about to get extremely flammable. You, the, the only place you want to be is the fire safety dimension. Um, I'm going to throw one of my bombs. They use my breath weapon to do a, the ceremonial burning. Yes, indeed. So I'm going to have to throw one of my bombs instead. Okie dokie. But it should get real flammable. So it should be the bomb safety dimension. <laughs> should have thought of that, but I'm about to roll. There was no time to pick the dimension. <laughs> Never leave a bomb unattended. I... I <laughs> change the batteries in your bomb detector. <laughs> Do not return to a bomb once lit. You know. There that. we go. That's right. It. Uh, was it? It was strength, presumably. Uh, yes, please. Twenty-one. Great. Uh, they must make a DC twelve Dex check or take three D six fire damage. I mean, they're all. And it's a, all of them, presumably. Yeah, and they're all in a massive bundle. Yep. Yeah, so they're going to catch. Everyone's going to be alight after this. Oh, I'm just saying I don't see the saving throw going particularly well. Yeah, yeah, fair. Tell you what, I'll do one for each of them. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Uh, I rolled a 19, so one of them's like, oh, and kind of like tries to throw himself backwards. Okay. Uh, one of them rolled a 6, uh, working down through the pile. Uh, that one, the third one down, rolled a 1. So Great. I'm going to say he just grabs hold of the other two. <laughs> Fiercely. Like, never let me go! Great. <laughs> Do I get all extra damage because they're so flammable? They're the most flammable enemies we've... They do have a damage, yeah. damage vulnerability of fire, yes. So yeah. this damage is doubled. Great. Perfect. So roll it, then double it. And then we'll halve it for one of them. Two, six is eight. And uh, 11. 11. Is Times two. 22. Yep. And then one of them just takes 11. Uh, okay. Yeah, they're all profoundly on fire. They're cool. not dead, but they're having an awful time. Great. Um, I... Like, <laughs> I would like to uh, use my ability to attack twice to do exactly the same thing again. Yay. Have bombs, will travel. You if it works, it works. You, you did a class-related thing. I know. You can roll Drink with advantage. In, folks. I'm so proud of you. Roll it. Roll with advantage. How <laughs> could I say no to that? Um, so roll again, right? Yeah. Uh, that is a less impressive 14 this time. Okay, uh, it still hits. Mm -hmm. So roll me damage again. Yep. Uh, six, uh, four is ten, and five is fifteen this time. And then I double it, right? You double it. Okay, great. Please. Okay, so if imagine we've all we've all heard ye tale of uh, ye second Terminator. <laughs> if the first bomb is like it gets it gets the scarecrows to the skeleton holding on to the fence face. Yeah. The second bomb is just the that like turns them all to uh, instantly carbonized. Yes, exactly. Perfect. Exactly. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, yeah you just destroyed the entire pile of uh, scarecrows. Um, at which point, I'm going to say, I was, hmm, hmm. I'll tell you what, I'll make a, I'll make a, I'll make a check to see if, okay. No. I was, sorry, I was making a saving throw to see if they, they would get into the fight. <laughs> I think sensibly they aren't. There were some la really large sort of like toad creatures with massive long talons and big wide mouths of cruel teeth sort of glomming their way out of the ornamental ponds to come and destroy all of you, but they're now just kind of... <laughs> slinking back into the ornamental pond. You better run. Um... Is anyone else curious to see what would happen if I went now and got into the exact position that Corazon was in, in the exact place when he left? Yes. I wasn't, now I am. <laughs> we've, yeah. we've talked about this. We, it's telefragging, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you'd get telefragged by me. All right. You'd explode. Okay. Well, I won't do that then. Okay. Lest I explode. You could stand like just to the left and see if our arms get entwined or something. Or you could try and jump and see if you can land on his shoulders as he comes back. I want to do that. <laughs> All right. Sure. Fine. Right. <laughs> check this out. <laughs> I mean, check this out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Corazon, at first, he, we, you know, it was just like, <laughs> and then you are just a crow floating in an endless sea of sand. And a voice says things like, Do not overload electrical sockets, and watch out for faulty and overheating electrical equipment, and wiring, slash cables. And then you, you, you come back in, uh, just as Dob, who was occupying the exact space you were. 55, 56, <laughs> 57, what comes after that? <laughs> Make me a dense acrobatics check, please. <laughs> yeah. It's dex acrobatics, though. Man, is... I'm, I'm buying a dog action figure on my way out. Those are going to be worth a lot more. <laughs> they are going to be but, worth so much About to become a limited edition. Yeah. Uh, did you have inspiration? Just no, no reason why I asked. <laughs> Dirty 20. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I was about to fuse you into a sort of half-orc, half-half-half-orc, half-man-centaur thing for the rest of the session. Oh, great. Thanks a lot, Egbert. <laughs> <laughs> You're always asking me to engage with the mechanics of D&D. This is what happens. Yeah, and now I'm not a dob centaur. It's rules as written. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what half would you have been, Corazon? <laughs> Both. Um, I assume. It's very impressive as the apparent zombie dob kind of just goes, what, what's this? And then just like, da da appears on Corazon's shoulders. On a crow's shoulders. You're still a crow. Yeah, on a crow's shoulders. <laughs> now fly, my dark servant of Cthulhu. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, now, are any of these flying? No. You've got Featherfall. Yeah, but that's for going down. Who can propel uh, Corazon far, far into the sky? Who has that magic? Uh, okay, I cast Dancing Lights and then just sort of run fast. <laughs> I hope it looks just like, like a bird. <laughs> I hope it looks magical and cool. Okay. Um, 
We're doing this for prudence. <laughs> so you cast Dancing Lights, and then basically the villagers just see like a crow just like fold back his wings and just like Naruto run <laughs> across a croquet lawn that was covered in still flaming gobbets of giant toad. Um, well, yeah, while well, the zombie just sort of bobbles around on the top. Oh, I think we've sent a powerful message today, Dob. I somehow can't imagine Chris Pine doing this. Yeah, yeah, you watch, for... this exact thing will be in the sequel. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, I didn't yeah. have any to TM, 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 do not steal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris Pine will be like, oh, I haven't even seen Oxventure. And I'm like, yeah, right, mate. I message Prudence. Prudence. Oh, hi, hi. I don't have loads of experience with things being destroyed by Cthulhu. Mm -hmm. How are we doing? We're doing great. Okay. Stay yeah. the course. We're going to continue raising the village. We're going to build an eldritch temple in the village hall. That seems oh. like a lot of work. When you say we're sort of done now, like we go back to Cthulhu and he'll be happy with all this. Well, we're going to instruct the villagers to do it in our stead. Right, good. Because I don't want to build anything. That sounds like hard work. Hey, we've got people to help us with building. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we've got portable people to help us with building. Uh, wait, are you asking me to summon the skeletons to construct a building? <laughs> Because I won't do it. <laughs> Again. Fool me once. <laughs> That's fine too. I feel like the cultists are in a good place to self-manage, to self-govern. Um, and yeah. we Self-govern? We... Is, that, is that chaotic? Sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to crit criticize your Cthulhu. Let's see how it goes. Um, I'd like to dispatch the cultists. I'd like to dispatch the cultists. No, I'd, I'd like to... Kill them. Not dispatch off, dispatch. <laughs> it's a different... Like the, the other kind, I would like to send them to burn their own homes and some of them, whose homes are already on fire, to set up the village hall as a kind of eldritch temple. Where's Houndsforth, my good friend? I'm here, my lady! He says, good. inside good. a sack. Good. <laughs> he's really committed to the bit. Good. Cthulhu is well like, pleased Like he's got today. lost changing the duvet cover. <laughs> <laughs> Sing praise unto Cthulhu! Who is pleased this day? Who's are? We need these houses burned to the ground. Of course, vile houses! Not Thanks. nice at all! And we need the village hall turned into a, a dark temple oh. unto our lord. Okay, yeah, sure. Can you manage that? Uh, yes, uh, uh, yes, just, I, I, I should go uh, torch the house I, I grew up in, and then, uh, well, I guess we could string some of these toad guts around in the hall. That, that sounds pretty... My man, I love your initiative. Pretty eldritch. Yeah, no, okay. You'll make... What, what do we have? Priests? Vickers? Uh, you'll, you'll make eldritch priest for this. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> you get digested in one of the better stomachs. Oh, that does sound nice, actually. <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh, yes, all right. Um, sure. Uh... No, okay. He grabs a flaming torch and starts sort of like sad walking towards a nice picturesque looking house. Do it without the attitude, I say. <laughs> oh, uh, please, please, Cthulhu. Uh, uh, ha! And he, thro he throws a flaming torch onto the thatch roof of the house he grew up in and it catches fire. He goes, oh, I feel so much better. <laughs> Close enough. All right, I think Corazon is right. I think we should check in with... Um... 
Cthulhu. To see how we're going, you know. See how we're going. Running, running great. Check in, touch base. Let's circle back, circle back around on the uh, <laughs> patron. The flagpole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which tentacle salute? John? Yeah. Okay. Talk about some action points going forward, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sure. Mm -hmm. um, we'll sort of montage this bit. The, the villagers duly set fire to all of their homes and everything they've ever owned. And like the cider mill and uh, their, their store of food for the winter and all that kind of stuff. They really just get rid of all of it. You know, in that kind of like, I'm selling all my possessions and moving to a monastery kind of thing. Um, and then, yeah, sure enough, they just sort of scoop up all of the bits of exploded toad and, um, well, just, just general grim viscera from around the place. And, uh, yeah, they sort of just string it all up in, in the hall. Uh, so there's, like, gut bunting now. They're like, oh, the temperature Cthulhu awaits you, I'm sure. If you called him, he wouldn't hesitate to answer. Do it without the attitude. Oh, if you're a single rain, surely better, he better. will answer you. All right, I'd like to... We... Egbert, do you, you don't want to be the moral centre of the party or anything? Just... Yeah, I'm starting to sort of come, like... Uh, oh, thank God, someone is going to be the moral the, um, You know, the, the mania has, has sort of lifted, and I'm like, oh, I don't feel good about this at all. Um, but really, I feel like I'm outvoted as well, so... Meryl when is no thoughts, only vibes. <laughs> Are you Fine. still a giant octopus? Yeah. Good. <laughs> no thoughts, only slime. They don't really produce slime. Ignore me. I'd like to um, withdraw with my cronies. Um, mm -hmm. Cronies? No! no! <laughs> you, see, you see what happens. No! When this is on YouTube, you need to go back and watch Jane's face in slow motion there as she realizes. <laughs> That was a great view, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd like to withdraw mm -hmm. into the yeah. newly built, newly decorated Temple Cth to Cthulhu with mm -hmm. the toad gut smeared on the walls, close the doors, yeah. and um, hail Cthulhu. Mm -hmm. Raise him. A tentacle bursts up through the floorboards. Prudence. Good job, buddy. <laughs> I'll be honest, for a minute you had me worried. I nearly stepped in there. You almost went a bit far even for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't believe it, one of your, your silly friends, course corrected. He makes a fine cultist. Do they want to become warlocks, all of them? No, I don't want to do this ever again. It was horrible. Well, it yeah. would only be a lifetime of servitude to me. I'll eat you last. Oh, I, we, yeah, I'm sort of wishing the world would swallow me up right now. Do so. none of you want to be a warlock? Prudence, um, I think I speak for the rest of the group when I say that what we want to be is your friend because we hold your friendship very dearly and as such, today we've all done a lot of things that will haunt us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at you, but all I can see are the actions I committed today writ large across <laughs> the, my, my eyes. Yeah, I shake my crow head. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Thank you for the offer, but I think as long as we've helped you out today, I think that's probably what we all wanted to get out of this and, and no more. Yes. That's fine. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. I appreciate that every time you look at me, you are going to be haunted by your deeds here today. And to Cthulhu, I say that is a respectful no thank you, um, my eldritch master. Okay. Would you and like me to kill them all? Oh, that's a long pause. That, yeah, that's too long a oh. pause. No, 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 no. All right. No, no, no. thank, no, thank, respectfully, no, thank you, my eldritch 
master and patron. Wow. For sure. Um, Your character growth. Well, <laughs> I feel you've done a very bad thing here today, and that pleases Cthulhu. So I guess we're still cool. Can I have, I have a question. high five from the... My hand is thoroughly, like, slimy, and... Yep. I love it. Now okay. that Cthulhu's pleased, mm -hmm. do you think Cthulhu would notice if we made everything nice again? <laughs> well, I was going to say, if we could, like, rebuild the village in, on the sly... We could sort of, like, get Cthulhu on a technicality there, because we did do we the did thing. Do we the just, thing. We just then did some separate... So oh, he's back. Oh. <laughs> I mean... Ah. No, I never left. I'm just a crow. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, this whole thing was meant to be a test, and you passed the test. These foolish mortals mean nothing to me. If you want to make their lives better... Well, Prudence, I suppose I could turn a blind eye on this one. Anyway, I'm off to sink a ship. Bye! <laughs> okay, I would like to turn back from being a crow and be like, Okay, everyone! Amazing response to the Cthulhu drill. <laughs> that was great, everyone. We only lost Edmund. Yep. <laughs> Uh, with the three oh, others. Oh, oh, oh. Moni, you can come out now. <laughs> She's long gone. <laughs> Surely. Celeste runs in with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's a real, a real champ. A great job in the Cthulhu drill. Kill them all! We're killing them all! No, no, it was a drill. It was a drill. It was just what? a drill. Just a drill. It was just a drill, and you proved yourself so prepared and so ready. In fact, so ready that we're going to that we, the Cthulhu Readiness Department, are going to award you the highest honor we have, the Medal of Cthulhu Readiness. And here it is, and I reach into my pockets and produce 50 foot of infantry. <laughs> <laughs> this rope symbolizes the, the bonds, bonds. The bonds yeah. that you villagers have created. And as I pass it over, I would like to cast the biggest calm emotions. <laughs> on this whole situation, if that's okay. Yes, I think I would say that that would be a very good idea. Let's see what level spell slots is coming out of. I've forgotten calm emotions, so I'm just gonna roll a d20 if that's right, sorry, that's it's my fine. bad. Seven, no. <laughs> okay, well, uh, you didn't need to roll a d20 at all. Oh, so okay, what's your oh. spell save DC? Oh, uh, uh, 16. Well, I rolled yet another two. Dang! <laughs> <laughs> so, Poor Celeste. Just like, oh! What's the meaning of... Thank you so much. It's been really instructive, actually. And, um, well, the ornamental pond's still here. We've still got that, I suppose. Yep. It's full of horrifying creatures now, but... Yep. Oh. There's still a little cider left, I say, clanking with cider bottles. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Oh, all in all, this has been really cathartic, actually. You well, all did great. No, don't, no, 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 no. no. No, well, go on, actually, go on. Let's hear it. Cthulhuric? There's been Cthulhuric. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bang. we've got no homes anymore or really anything else, but maybe we can head over to over the, the hill to that nice pub. They've got enough beds to put some of us up, I'm sure, at uh. least for a few days, while we'd start to rebuild. That'll be nice. Uh, it's a charming, be... charming pub. Would you like to come with us? Uh, we're yeah. going the other way, actually. Yeah, we, oh, you, yeah. We you were... go and get a round in, and we'll join you. Yeah, oh, we've got okay. to do more Cthulhu preparedness over at the next village. Oh, of course, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. All right, well, uh, 
This was unexpected. Um, do, what do we owe you? Do we owe you anything? What Please, do we owe you? no. You, it's a public service, yeah, right? A it's public a, service. a simple hundred gold pieces will yeah. suffice. <laughs> oh, um, well, okay. I'm, we'll take it insider. Uh, sure. I mean, you've. Hmm. We did burn down the mill. Can we owe you? Can we just. Can we owe you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. we'll be back. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, great. I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna pray uh, to my to my cow day. Oh, this ought to be Apo- good. Oh, apologetically, go. and be like, is there anything you can do for these people? Yeah. But like, I feel really bad. I got caught up in the moment. There were some very charismatic performances, um, and and you know, like the Hessian sack. I just seemed like super, like yeah. suited to my whole deal. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm really sorry, and I'll make it up to you. But if there's anything you can do to help. Get this village kind of shipshape again. He's sending a hey you up to prayer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, one of the twin sons of Geth rotates. Yeah. It's kind of getting on for, for evening now, so it kind of it's low over the horizon. And it turns and gives you just a real, like a real stinky look. Just like, yeah, I'm sorry. I just got overexcited. <laughs> <laughs> well, mm-hmm. look who came crawling back. I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, it seems like you're very good at converting other people to religions. Just not <laughs> mine. Yeah, uh, I'm going to step it up. I promise. But... What, what was that you wanted? An enormous town-wide miracle? Yeah, if it's, I haven't asked for much recently. Nor have you given much recently. Hmm, yeah. No, I understand, I'm sorry. I'll build one barn. Come on, some houses. <laughs> Come on! Come on! <laughs> Now we're haggling the miracle. Yeah. It's not very, a barn's not very miraculous, is it? 40 loaves. Come on. <laughs> oh, all right. Fine. <laughs> Maybe that's why no one worships him. He's a pushover. He's <laughs> like, oh, why not? The cow god's kind of like, just like, shrieks a bunch of buildings into existence. It basically rebuilds the town. Would you like me to get rid of the horrifying monsters in the pond? I mean, if you're offering, yeah. Why Uh, not? In for a penny. (laughs) It turns them all into purple cows. Okay, oh, nice. A bunch of purple cows running around now. That'll be like a tourist attraction as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start with dairy and, yeah. Lays, vashes, mauves. Yep. Exactly. Good. Thanks. Anyway. Sorry, oh. Lavashmo. Please continue. All right. Do some conversion if you can sometime, Egg, but... All right. Bye. Well, this miracle will give me a bit of leverage, you know, to, to convert the villagers again. Real whiplash. Going from Cthulhu worship now to worshipping the purple oh, cow. Egbert. Everyone oh. did very well in the Lavash Mauve preparing this drill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, peace. <laughs> bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Love you. Um, know you. Know you. Bye. And then sort of as, as the twin sons of guests start, start to sort of uh, to, to go down. Um, yeah, you sort of reflect on the community you destroyed, mm. and then reflect on the rebuilt, having sent done. all of the people who live there out of the community, I guess. Oh no, they were going of their own accord. Oh, they'll be fine. They're off to the pub. 
I know you said you didn't want to be warlocks, everyone, but in my heart, you're all warlocks. <laughs> and I had a lovely time today, and I appreciate, I appreciate you. I appreciate oh. you, I appreciate you. I appreciate oh, you most of all, Egbert, but don't tell anyone else. Oh, okay. Does that mean I have fewer spell slots? Yeah, you two yeah. spell slots now. Oh, man. All right. No, <laughs> you're, in, you're an honorary warlock in my mind, so Corazon. Thanks, Prudence. <laughs> and if I learned anything today... It's not to pour water on an oil fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, that concludes the tale of like the third or fourth most reprehensible thing the Oxventurers Guild has, has done. Maybe. So that got a bit away from some of us, I think. Yeah, certainly Egbert. I think, I think Egbert, I want to, in Egbert's defence, and it's not a great defence, I don't think it would really stand up in a court of law, but like, mm. I think he just sort of got carried away. He's very like, um, uh, he, he's very impressionable. sort of... Impressionable. Impressionable is exactly the word I was looking for. Yeah, malleable, impressionable, that sort of mm. thing. Um, and yeah, he just got just got sort of carried away. and Swept then, up in the moment. Yeah, and then probably not later good, on... Though, is it? No, well, not really. No, and he probably realizes the horror of the, the things he's perpetrated. But this is the this is the this is the dramatic tension of having an adventuring group with prudence in it, with is a chaotic that, evil character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that you know? It's like the, you want you want your friend to have a ha- to be happy and have a nice time. Yes. But also, they're only happy and having a nice time when they're performing atrocious people acts. are suffering. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's so kind of, there's that tension there, isn't there? Yeah, therein lies the tension. It's it's real sitcom material, I think, probably. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Yes. So poor poor old Egbert. I mean, although, although he's not the one who suffers the most in this uh, situation. Oh but, goodness yeah. me, no. Um. It, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> sort of as that adventure drew to a close. I think all of us were sitting there going, "Wow, we, that that just happened, huh?" But then yeah. that's well, the power of group storytelling, isn't it? I don't know if this. I don't know if this is how everyone else uh, reads it, but I definitely like disengaged about halfway through, and I'm like, "This is a bit much for my character." <laughs> so I'm just gonna sort of. You know, I'm not gonna stop anyone, but also I'd I'd quite like to not be personally involved in a lot of this. <laughs> in any of the atrocities. Yeah. Yeah, that was the challenge. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think broadly, like like with Egbert, I kind of wanted to play it as a sort of like getting a bit sort of yeah carried away impressionable sort of thing and then i think it was um, like dob was the most surprising one like dob really yeah really hard to the challenge <laughs> yeah really really lent into it which yeah. is uh which is interesting he's working through some stuff maybe yeah but um it's the th- yeah the thing with those uh live shows is like if we're recording something in a studio you know we'll have breaks in between and mm. um you know we'll have a lunch break or we'll just take five minutes for everyone to get a glass of water and go to the bathroom and there's a chance for people to go is this going a bit is this going a bit <laughs> it's weird getting a, bit evil, a bit evil should we try and like maybe pull it back a bit but when you're on like you've got two hours straight it's like start to finish people are watching the whole thing is there on the stage yep. there's no real chance for for course correction like out of character no or even so, um, or even planning ahead of things happening do you know what i mean like yeah so you know if we were recording in a studio and i'm sure we've talked about this many times on the podcast before but when you're in a studio you can you can take some like directions that don't go anywhere really because it you know you can sort of you can trim those out of the edit if it doesn't if if things aren't you know materializing as part of the storyline you can kind of remove them and make it a more pleasant viewing experience but there's definitely a pressure when you're playing D on stage to keep the action moving to not mm. sort of dwell too much on 
planning and and just head straight into it which is well, like fine because I, I play kind of impulsively anyway and even even in the studio i'm sort of like keen to sort of keep things moving and stuff but um but yeah it's really the pressure's on when you're when you're in front of an audience and you've got two hours and that's that's your lot for johnny as well i think they don't plan those live shows meticulously they'll have a sort of just a premise like a very like a I think I mean I don't want to you know undersell the amount of work they do for this stuff but I think generally they will just have a sort of premise and roll with it I mean the like a big plot point in this was the fact that the pub was a frog or a toad yes and that was obviously that was just from a sort of random misspeaking that the this entire <laughs> thing unfolded so there's no way you could have planned that or planned for it no um so, but I guess that's the the level of confidence as a GM that I I don't have yet which is um you know to be able to roll in with very very few notes you know yeah uh, and very little planned and just and just have the confidence that you'll be able to kind of shape a story on the fly my only my only real gm experience and this is something since i last was last on the podcast was um was gming blade runner which is mm. available to watch now on the Oxventure channel and it's doing quite well actually like views wise and stuff but that was not a typical gming experience i don't think because it was very prescribed you know the way the way it worked with that opening case which is the you know it was a video sponsored by free league who make the blade runner rpg and they wanted us to to do the sort of opening case and i'm not surprised because it is you know beautifully put together and well thought out and very sort of you know there's a lot of um emotional stuff in there that you could really get into if you were playing it um a little more sensibly than we do um but what it meant was actually my, my all my gming stuff was quite prescribed and what i was trying to do was less tell my own sort of story and more move people into the right location with the right evidence so they could and again not railroading but just making sure that you're going to find your way ultimately to a, a sort of satisfying con- conclusion of this case so it felt like a very different discipline and i think if i was you know if i was thrown into a live show with just a, you know a, a rough premise and a boss fight at the end of it i I don't know how I'd handle it. Maybe I'd be okay. Maybe I'd find it easier. Mm. Maybe not. Um, but it's really the, the bits where you're trying to think on your feet, like certainly towards the end of the Blade Runner thing, I was like, all right, I'm going to really need to work out what information needs to be delivered to these characters that will get them to the finale, you know, in in the next half an hour, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's similar with, with Deadlands is like, if I've got a sort of story in mind, um, but obviously you can't, you can't say this is how the story's going to go because you know the players are an unpredictable yeah. wildcard element of this that are contributing to the story. So you want to um, try and plan, but you can't over plan. Yeah. But then because it, I mean, it's a thing I think for all first time DMs is that you'd always over plan anyway. So yeah. you're sort of in this awkward position where you've planned way too much stuff. And then half of it is just being bypassed because the players decided to do something else entirely. Yeah, this is it. You can end up, you can give, you can plan six options for your players at the beginning uh, of of a, an adventure, and guaranteed they will go in completely the opposite direction and pick mm-hmm. up on some like random word that you used it as a bit of throwaway description, and they'll decide that that is the most important thing. That's the core clue. That is the core clue. Yeah. Mm. This is this is what I've learned from from Dungeons and Dragons is that even stuff that seems like so obvious to you is not necessarily what everyone else or the group in general pick up on. Yeah, That's- we had a we had a moment in the most recent Deadlands that I recorded with um, Johnny and uh, Jane and Luke where they were trying to figure out they were trying to figure something else that out that it was like in my head it was extremely obvious. Mm. I spent so long on it and I was like I'm. 
I, I ended up sort of changing it on the fly to something that they were thinking about because I'm like, yeah, it doesn't make as much sense, but fine, that's what they've hit on, <laughs> so it's that now. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I think that's yeah. what that's what being a great GM is is you know, and that's what I think you know comes with practice probably is that you know is that ability to be like okay well i'm gonna roll with this because it's not exactly what i had in mind but i can i can see a, a route through this that will yeah. get us to the same end point roughly and i'm not yeah i'm not suggesting that's a fault of them as players i'm saying it's a fault of no. mine as a gm for assuming that a thing that's obvious to me is obvious to everyone when it clearly isn't yeah it's 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 really tricky i don't I mean i don't think there's fault in it really i you know if they'd landed upon it i'm sure it would have it would have mm. felt like and there are, there are you've got to you know, you'll notice the ones where the the wheels fall off, but actually there'll be so many other uh, you know occasions where stuff goes exactly as planned, and you don't even think about the fact that they could have come up with a different sort of conclusion. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a really interesting challenge. I think you know the having actually GM'd like and it, like I said, it wasn't a, a very like normal GMing experience, but I I think it's just reinforced that it is such a unique skill set that i don't think exists like anywhere else really um it's not telling a story it's 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 planning a game yeah it's it's planning a game on the fly while also trying to tell a story and if you're if you're doing it well trying to tell a story that has a an arc and a satisfying narrative and that will feel so i mean you know i'm in awe of you know yeah it's like if, if stephen king were writing a novel it's like, and then yeah. yeah, Pennywise runs into you know his uh, clown cave, um, and the the kids all go off to regroup, and then they're like, no, they don't. The kids go in and fight Pennywise. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> I mean, I don't think you're really equipped to fight Pennywise, your children. And they're like, no, we're going in. Yeah. Like, well, okay. Uh, let me I just... pull a pipe off the wall and get ready to beat Pennywise around there. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> this isn't this isn't really the story I wanted to tell. Well, it's not your story, Stephen yeah. King. It's our story. So deal with it. So I think, you know, particularly if you're like a casual listener of this podcast and are here just for the storytelling, I think it's worth taking a moment to appreciate the many, many hours of, of Ox Venture that, that Johnny has sort of presided over. Mm. Um, uh, and, you know, uh, and just how actually it's almost a miracle that we get sort of satisfying, entertaining stories out of this stuff. Um, yeah, because right. Because it's, it's such a unique skill set. And the people who are brilliant at it are incredible to me. Mm, like Matt Mercer coming to MCM this October. Yeah. Please forget all that knife fight stuff Mike said earlier. <laughs> we want to be friends, please. We want to be friends. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back again um, with more Rocks Venture podcast coming soon. Um, in the meantime, why not check out Mike's D- DMing, GMing? Mm. Uh, what do they yep. call it in in Blade Runner? Oh, I don't know. Probably something cool like um, knife knife. Yeah, it is Game Runner. I think. I think you're right. Actually, it's probably Blade Game Runner. Runner. Yeah. yeah, you can check that out on uh, YouTube.com forward slash Oxventure, um, along with all the rest of our tabletop stuff over there. Some more one shot wonders you might want to yeah. check out. Subscribe um, if you're if you're into D and D. If you're listening yeah. to this, I assume you are. Why not subscribe to the Oxventure channel? We're we're sort of roughly in the the right spot, and you get to like look at our faces and stuff and our our outfits, our costumes yeah. and things. I mean, the Deadlands costumes are going to be well worth showing up oh, for. Oh, for sure, yeah. You can also enjoy Ellen running a game over there. She did uh, Tea Time Adventures. Yes, yeah, so, it was excellent fun. So check, check that out. Um, you can get Oxventure figurines and other cool merch if you go to store.outsidexbox.com. We've got a bunch of cool Oxventure stuff over there, so check that out. Um, but in the meantime, have a great week, everybody, and we will see you back here for more Oxventure podcasts very soon. Thanks for listening. Bye!